Hey modders, welcome to another installment of the Modcast, the weekly podcast from ModDB.com where we fill you in with all the news and releases and stuff you could ever need from the previous week. My name is Dave Trager, I'm the media editor here on ModDB.com. Joining me back from GDC is Ryan Anderson, who's the executive editor for the same site. We also have Brian Tatsuro from Zombie Panic Source and Neo Tokyo. And we also are joined by Lucas or Silverfish, who is a very prominent member of ModDB.com. Welcome, guys. Hey. Thanks. Hey, I notice. I notice uh, that you didn't say goss this time around. Yeah, I know. I totally. I, <laughs> I had to stop Sweet. myself and say stuff. Because <laughs> uh, you know, it's a, it's one of those difficult things for me. <laughs> so we have we, we have a pretty good episode this week. We have Ryan, who's going to give us a little insight to what really happened at GDC. And, uh, you know, normal hype, recall, and what you've been playing, and news. Some pretty interesting news this week, so stick around. It's going to be sweet. Cool. So, uh, I guess, guys, we'll start off with uh, what have you been doing for the past week? I mean, I know Ryan's been off of GDC. We'll talk about that later. But, uh, Brian, what have you been up to? It was great. Uh, it was awesome, was it? Okay. But I've been uh, just getting ready to leave. Uh be leaving for three months, no internet. It's going to be fun. He's going to be I'm in sure. a cave on a rock, under a rock, in the moon. It's true. No, he's I'm going, make... you're going Go farming, aren't you? I am going farming. I will be working on a friend's farm for three months. Uh, it's going to be fun, I guess, I hope. Uh, I hear they got an onsen out there, so it should be nice. Lots of Dude, alcohol. Dude, let me know when you start milking cows. That would be sweet. <laughs> I, I think it's more... From the earth, kind of farming rather than ah, the okay, so. okay. So it's not like every farming farming; it's just like earth farming. All yeah, right, cool. well, I'll, let, I'll let you know. I'll send an email through myself. Like, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I totally touched a cow's teat. It was awesome. All right. Nipple, nipple, Lucas. What have you been up to, man? Uh, I've been playing decadence. <laughs> ah, yeah. Well, I guess we'll cover that a bit in the recall section. Um, but we also hear you're working on The Wind as well. Yeah, I'm working on The Wind. It's a machinima project. Machinima project. Um, machinima? It's, uh, yeah. It's a long film, feature length movie. So we're talking two, two and a bit hours there? I'm not sure how many hours exactly, but yeah, it's feature length at least. <laughs> wow. That's cool. So what is it about though? I mean, I don't know much about it. Well, it's got a pretty um, unique story. I talked to the developers of the Wind before, but uh, it seems to be pretty ambitious undertaking. Like, I mean, how many sets are you supposed to build for for the film? Because you have like a whole bunch of different locations and and stuff for the film, right? Yeah, there are pretty many locations to build, but we will of course use the same locations locations several times and stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I don't know how much I can say really because I'm <laughs> yeah I'm I've signed, now, this is signed on a contract source, and stuff right? like that. <laughs> yeah, it's on the source engine, and there will also be some normal, normal movie stuff in it. Live action, you mean? Yeah, exactly. Nice, interesting. Ooh, sweet. Our, Looking forward yeah, to that. Yeah, the director is very artistic, kind of. 
So a good artistic or a bad artistic, you know, where they kind of go nuts. <laughs> good artistic, of course. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure yeah, there's only one answer to that question if he wants to stay on the project. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Brian, he fucking sucks. Okay? No. <laughs> he makes a strip before each setting. <laughs> okay, um, moving on. Let's, let's yeah. just get right into the recall. All right. Recall section, this is from the 23rd to the 29th of March. Uh, on the 23rd, we have European Ruins version 0.0.4 for Company of Heroes Opposing Fronts. Now, this is... Uh, actually, I'll hand it over to Ryan because he knows a bit more about uh, European Ruins. Ryan, hit us up. Well, yay, I get to talk about European Ruins on yet another modcast. Can be a broken record now. But uh, I guess this is a patch that implements all of the changes since uh, Reinforcements uh, was released, which kind of got a quiet announcement. But, um, yeah, just a whole bunch of little updates and changes, balancing bugs. Uh, I don't know. I haven't uh, visited Europe and Ruins since I came back, but I don't think it implements the faction the faction changes yet. Um, or, I mean, not the faction changes, but... Um, the the like upgrades or whatever that you can spend prestige points on but uh so it's just a bunch of little balance changes about uh like how many resources certain units cost and stuff like that and uh yeah European Ruins is great. Check it out. I won't say anything more than that. <laughs> yeah, cuz we've talked about it Mod so cast, much. Yeah. Mudcast yeah. is like a, a sponsor of European Ruins. <laughs> well, I mean, I would love to try and play this game, but I think uh, you guys scared me away from, like, until until I get back, of course, but you were mentioning how more complicated it was than uh, your average RTS and the online... It's uh, not really complicated. It's just kind of like uh, getting all about kicked in the grill, grill over and over again. <laughs> Yeah, well, for me, for I get owned all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I suck well, at RTS. I, I turtle a lot in RTSs. So. You know what? So do I. So I, do I. And just, Ryan's like, I enjoy that. <laughs> I mean, I enjoy that part of it. Yeah, so I, I, I usually I play agree. single player. Yeah, I suck at MP. You should wah, join wah, us for wah, a comp stomp. Ryan, shut up. <laughs> and I love RTSs, so don't get me wrong. I I, I love seeing new RTSs. And and please keep trying to do something more original. And and Europe and Ruins definitely sounds original. So. Okay, European Ruins. Yeah. All right, uh, March 24th, we have the Nameless Mod Patch version 1.0.1 for Deus Ex. Now, this is actually quite a big little thing. I mean, uh, I've been talking to Lawrence and the guys from the Nameless Mod, and their first priority was to, you know, see what everyone was having problems with uh, with the Nameless Mod because it's, a, you know, seven years have been working on it. There's probably quite a bit they missed, and... They can only really get to it once they've had, like, a massive group of people play the game and try to, you know, just play it their way and break it. And this is coming from uh, people who haven't ever really played Deus Ex before. I can guarantee that a lot of people bought Deus Ex just to play this because, you know, it's a big thing. Um, so there's a lot of problems in there. Um, so they had, I think it was like they had over 100 bug fixes in this patch, which is pretty interesting. Nice. But uh, apparently, a lot of people are still having problems with it because you know, for it's who knows game. what reason. Yeah, it thirty hours of gameplay. So, what was this? 
Well, there's a comment on there that's saying it still has a lot of bugs, but one of the classes that you shouldn't play with is a shifter class, or I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, I think it's to do with one of the releases that they had. Like, one of the Deus Ex releases just doesn't really work with the mod. So, I think that's what it's referring to. Correct me if I'm wrong, though. I'm, I don't know that much, but I'm pretty sure that's what they're referring to. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. Well, it's a good mod, and it's a huge undertaking, so if you haven't played it yet, check it out. Yeah. Speaking about Deus Ex, uh, March 27th, we have the new Ve- Vision Beta 1 for Deus Ex. Uh, this is actually a update, graphical update for Deus Ex. It's not 100% completed yet. I think it's about 60% from what I was reading in the comments, but it does add an OpenGL renderer, and it, it is attempting to expand the sizes of the textures. Um... Personally, I don't think it's really needed because Deus Ex still looks pretty good to me. But uh, we're having a chat about this beforehand. Maybe we can cover those points again. Brian, I'll pass the baton to you. Let's uh, go. We're talking Deus Ex or are we talking uh, updated Deus graphics? Deus Ex, just vanilla. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, um, Deus Ex. As I, as I mentioned before, Deus Ex. Um, uh, I haven't actually played Deus Ex. Days. And so for me, this might be a good thing. Uh, like we were mentioning before, that sometimes returning to a classic game, having not played it in its heyday, uh, can be... It's, it's not quite the same experience as for the people who played it in its heyday, of course. Yeah. And yeah, updated graphics might make that experience a little bit more comfortable. So, you mean, I mean the transition, I, I guess, really? Yeah, from from you know trying from to from Halo to Deus Ex. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I'm a big fan of older games, and Deus Ex is definitely a game that I should have played. Uh, I I think it blows that I missed it. <clears throat> but you know, there there's a lot of good games that a lot of people may miss, so I don't feel too bad. Yeah, I'm not against any of these like graphical upgrades. Not at that. all. I think they're you know, awesome, I think man. Uh, yeah. yeah. Keep keep doing it. I mean, I, mean, I, I same I look thing with like System Shock Two in that kind of partially completed upgrade Another pack. Game that I was missed. awesome. I yeah. missed System Shock uh, Two. I know. Join Ryan's club. Well, you, there's so many games out there, and and, yeah. and I, I'm a huge gamer, and I, I just I play all these games, and of course I'm gonna miss a couple. No, I'm not talking about yeah, that. Man. I'm just saying, like, um, personally. Um, when I go back to an old game, I'd rather experience it the way that it was, you know, experienced by everyone else. You know. Okay, well, so, I'll give you a good example of that. Yeah. Uh, you ever play the uh, Space Quest adventure games? Uh, uh no. Yes. Roger Can't Wilco, awesome games. They remade uh, the 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 first episode, and it came in the the six game pack. Uh, mm-hmm. the, you play the first game. Um, the updated version and it plays wonderfully it's it's really a lot of fun but then you go to the second and third games which is the old oh i forget what you call it system where you type in commands like open door put on clothes and and most of the time you're guessing a lot a lot more than you would in a retro game which can be really frustrating especially in a game where you die a lot so i mean in this case i definitely think it's better for the update than without the update only because it's it is so far back yeah, but doesn't that change the entire the way not that the game all. plays? Not at all. I mean, uh, they 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 did a really good job of keeping it the same game. I mean, graph 
graphical updates and uh, the new, uh, well, not the new, it's not the old, but uh, the system of, you know, you'd select uh, which action went to your cursor and then complete. And and it really improved the game. There was more story involved. Uh, I mean, you really... So you're you, saying that really they changed the interaction element of well, the game. They changed and it that made and it the more graphics enjoyable. and the visual port. And yeah, and, and, and it, was, it was a great update. And I had played the original before the update. See, so, I, can I mean, I was really happy. I can understand what Dave is saying is like how, how he wants to to experience the game, how it was originally conceived and put out by the original developers. Mm-hmm. And I can see, like, I mean, for, for New Vision, it says, you know, featuring approximately 67% of the original Deus Ex textures remade in high definition. So that's, you know, I mean, you're going to have parts where it's going to look like the original game and then parts where it's, right. it looks upgraded. In that case, I would say, you know, why not just stick with the old game until, you know, a new a new upgrade is completely finished. Right. Because, I mean, it, otherwise, you know, especially stuff with this, when it comes out early on, um, may break the game in some places. In that case, I can agree with Dave where, you, you know, you're not getting the original experience. But, right. I mean, there's some, there's some, isn't there another uh, mod like the... Uh, High res texture mod for high res texture pack. Yeah, yeah. it's it's um, made by the same. It's made or it's in conjunction. I guess it's not made, but it's in conjunction with the guys that made the nameless mod. Okay. Yeah. So, well, I think they use their website as a base of operations, but I'm not sure if it's like this any of the same team. But it might be. I'm not too sure on that. Yeah, I think but they yeah, just I use the same forums and stuff. Yeah, I think it's called the uh, high res texture pack or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I think I think the popularity of upgrading, you know, classic games is is you know it's obvious, you know, especially with like Black Mesa. Mm-hmm. I mean, people want to experience it. Uh, not, I would say time... differently, not so much different, you know, but just more appealing to the eye and yeah. and and more to what we're used to today. Mm. Lawrence, yeah. what do you think? Lawrence, oh, sorry, Lucas. Lucas? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said Lawrence. All this talk of the nameless one. Yeah, sorry about that, Lucas. What do you think? Um, I think that uh, these texture upgrade things, well, they are, they are good mostly. But if, as Ryan said, if it's just like this one, like when there's sixty-five percent of it done, then there might be some, yeah, irregularities or something. I don't know. It's like, a little odd was... that they would even release it like this. Yeah, you know? that is that is a little odd. I mean, other than keeping their name out there and so people know that it's in the works. You know, I mean, I can understand that a bit. Hmm. Yeah, but the, there's a mod like this one for Lugaru too, and uh, I mean that one. Oh, really? It's like, yeah, it's it's uh, really good actually because there aren't many textures for Lugaru, so he made it in. Is it made time. by? Is it made by the same guys? Is it like a mod made no, by mod. the Bullfire guys? Oh, it's okay, a, it's a mod by some professional texture artist, I think. Tim's is his nickname or something like that. Anyways, it's like four times the size in textures or something like that. So it really improves four the times the size. Wow, in uh, yeah. you know the whole game. So that's really good, like that. Oh, that's cool. That's so does it have textures for, for, for like both the environments and the characters, new textures for the characters as well? Yeah, they're all Oh, high cool. Rise. It's awesome. like maybe a, a tree or something that isn't done because, yeah, for some reason, I don't know. 
Oh, so it's but, not yeah, done yet? Yeah, it's an awesome. Well, it is done, but it's like he skipped one for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> so it's about to complete that last <laughs> for him. <laughs> yeah, this great. Know. This mod is fantastic, except for that tree. That tree looks ugly. I haven't noticed that. Out. <laughs> I really looked for the missing texture because he said it was there, but I couldn't uh, find it. So yeah. Oh, okay. A blade of grass. Yeah. <laughs> One example of a bad job is uh, uh, I think it was Valve's attempt at uh, updating Half Life. Oh yeah, that was just stupid. They just threw the physics engine in Half Life. Yeah, I know what you mean yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> That was, and they made people oh, the, pay for the that. new water too. They had the new. Oh, water. I know. It, it just, I, yeah, sad. So, sad so everyone was posting screenshots of that. You know that well, that one part with the electrified water at the beginning. <laughs> everyone was posting screenshots. Oh, look at look at these crappy Half Life One models floating in realistic water. This <laughs> <laughs> is so bad. Uh, anyways, uh, let's move on. All right. Yep. Moving on, twenty uh, eighth of March, we have Median XL patch version one point nine nine B. Yeah, it's B uh, for Diablo two. Uh, what can so I say about Median XL? I am still amazed and surprised at how goddamn popular this mod is. Like, I went to their website to check out, you know, the change log to see just how much they added and. By God, they added a lot since the last time we talked about them. But, like, just how many replies on the forums they get over just this patch, it's just unbelievable. Look at look at the screenshot for the download. It's just... Dude, it's crazy. Look at it. Colors. It's just like... It's, it's like... It's almost like a nightclub in there. It's like... <laughs> it's a nightclub. That's funny. <laughs> it's like a big demon rave. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I think bands. <laughs> I don't know if that's just the floor texture or if it's like yeah, blood. No, yeah, that, that would be a lot of blood. I think that looks like a load of blood, like a river of it. Well, the yeah. thing with Made in XL, it's like everything's enhanced and everything is like ex- like good looking and explosive and bloody, and there's a lot more monsters and. You know, there there used to be a mod out for Diablo where all it would do was just increase the amount of monsters on screen at one time. Uh-huh. And, you know, that was like a crazy-ass mod, but this is like everything put together. <laughs> Rune words, like just complete changes to how you play the game. It is absolutely unbelievable. The only thing it's really missing is like that hardcore community. Like, you know, if you die, your character dies for good, and then you have to restart. No, like, I don't that's want how that. it is, or that's I, how you want it to be. No, that's the only thing that I think he hasn't added as okay. far as like, you know, community <laughs> ideas and mods and whatnot. No, I think so. no, no, no. I think if you do play it on like the hardest difficulty, that's what it's like. What you die and then that's mm. it. You die yeah. for good. Yeah. Really? Yeah, he doesn't sound so. too sure. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. No, I remember. <laughs> I remember, uh, brother Laz, uh, the guy who. Developed this talking about it. Mm-hmm. So, really? Oh, yeah. wow. Well, the, this Anyways. is the same mod that won Editor's Choice and has been in like a hundred, well, tw- like half a dozen modcasts. Yeah, yeah, I just, I, I'm a big fan I'm of that. I'm, I'm not going to play in, in hardcore mode. Fuck <laughs> Neither am I. Like, I, I enjoy, like, dying and, you know, attacking <laughs> that problem that I died in. I mean, that's part of the Diablo. But if you take that out, it's like, fuck. 70 hours in my paladin and I have to start again. 
<sighs> well, I mean, I could see the appeal really of see. that, you know. When, yeah, that, I could. That, that, that doesn't and... translate to replayability for me. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, it really doesn't. But, I mean, at the same time, uh, I, I wasn't really all that impressed with Diablo 2 uh, in comparison to Diablo 1. When it first came out, we, we had the big lands. and Well, big lands in my house, so... Uh, not those nerdy ones where people travel to each other's houses. And sh- that's crap. I'm Dude, talking about people that my live Diablo, in the same house. Right? My Diablo 1, the entire village was filled with gold because, <laughs> like, the floor was filled with gold because you, went, you, you get to the point where you run out of space to put gold right. in. Yeah. And in Diablo 1, your gold doesn't act like the items you drop on the ground don't actually disappear. Yeah, you so just you drop could them just like, yeah. drop gold all over the village and just like I need some gold. I'm gonna pick up this pile of gold right here. Right, like the villagers must have been so respectful to my property. Says the guy who probably used the exploit to to dupe items. No way, man! <laughs> I played it. I played it for the for the sake of playing it. You know. Well, the thing is, is is the community adds a lot to it. So there's like new weapons and other things like that. But that 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 gets really. For some people, it's really good. For for others, it's I, I didn't really care for it because it's like I want the best item. I, I don't want new items to come along. <laughs> At one point, yeah, you want to finish the game. That's, that's yeah. I like endings. You like endings? I like well, endings. There, I like. There's the no on. real end to Diablo because, like, as soon as you beat easy, step up a notch. That's all it is. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I needed to get the Apple too for that for that mod. It's looked like it looks like they're having fun on the screenshots. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it looks like a nightclub. That's all it does. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Fresh and lots. I remember Ryan when we played this. Uh, you picked a uh, druid, and you were so disappointed that my explosive powers looked awesome as a as a sorceress. I remember. Yeah, that. I'm like, oh man. <laughs> like he was doing so much more damage because he had this spell yeah. that would just like fan out and hit everything and I'm like oh, I have to go up to every one by one one by one still yeah yeah. I'll just go in a room and kill it yeah it was pretty cool except just... for that time we got raped by that guy and then we couldn't get our corpses back that was pretty yeah. bad <laughs> that was pretty bad <laughs> yeah hey Ryan just like, sit, hey, sit behind me hey an elite cave let's go in there and we will level what two <laughs> we're just like oh let's try it let's try it let's see how hard it is yeah. get me that hard yeah let's try it <laughs> and oh, bam man. I want to go back and play some more of that. I've still got it installed, so we can totally do that. Anyways, what's up next? Right. Up next, we have Decadence version 1.0 client and server for Half-Life 2. Uh, Lucas. <laughs> what can I say? Decadence. It's, it looks fantastic. Personally, I think it's one of the best, better-looking mods we've seen in a long time. I don't know what it is. It's just like It just looks right, you know? Has uh, very nice looking, you know, animations and character models, and the way that the characters talk to each other well, is I really cool. I have to cool. disagree about that. The character models—they look like transvestites. <laughs> well, no. Have you ever watched Mad Max and go? What's that? Have you ever watched? Have you ever watched Mad Max and go? You know what? Those chicks are hot. What are, are you hot. talking about? Some of them are pretty fucking hot. What are you talking about? Excuse my language. <laughs> Some of them are high. <laughs> Mad Max. And, and, and mind you, Zombie Panic Source female waitress looks pretty bad. So, you can go ahead and say the same. <laughs> hey, that's a plug if I ever heard one. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I, think, I think, Lucas, you can start us off on what you thought about Decadence, because you're one of the ones that really, really enjoyed it, so... Why don't you give us a little insight as to why that is? 
Yeah. <clears throat> well, I really like the mod because, um, you know, it's so tactical because you are so few people, it's easy to em deploy tactics, and that's what I like about it mostly. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, it might be that I'm, I'm like super good at it for some reason. <laughs> because you're in the area with the good ping man i know what is with yeah, the, the swedes in this game it's like sweden's like awesome for this because everybody's yeah. playing in sweden but you can't find I a good server elsewhere i think it's something like because swedes made it i think they put in like a sheet or something for everyone in sweden yeah <laughs> no nah, maybe not <laughs> <laughs> that explains it god damn yeah, it so, I did, I yeah because we were just in here and like the net code wasn't wasn't that great and i mean especially just sprinting there was a lot of rubber banding. Um, I mean, sprinting. Sprinting. <laughs> go on, go on, run. Yeah. I just had to point that out. Um, <sighs> but my question, like, you know, sure the visuals are good, whatever you guys can say, whatever you want about the character models or whatever, they look like transvestites, but whatever. Not every chick in the game has to look hot. But uh, especially if At it's like you know, in a post-apocalyptic world where they're exactly. fighting for the last bits of water, and you know, so if you're fighting for water, you gotta think these people are de dehydrated and wait, just gotta pricking out skin mascara. rashes, whatnot, whatever. These, these guys should look more like junkies than anything else. Um, well, yeah, I'm fine with looking like junkies too, but they don't. They look like men dressed like women. You know what? I do like the male character with the okay. with the sideburns. His okay. sideburns are rocking. Anyways, I'll say. That. Anyways have awesome sideburns. My my initial like playthroughs, like we played through this for what forty five minutes or something like that before the show. Yeah, before the show, and you know my initial thoughts are okay. Like, you're if I put TF two on CTF mode. And uh, just had a four-person server and said, "Hey, you, you mean control CP. point? You can only control point. You mean yeah, control, sorry, control point, yeah. point? And say, hey, you can only be a heavy or a scout. Or a scout. How much? How much different would it be? You know? And well, I don't we think, we I discussed mean, that last the uh, last time, right? Two weeks ago. Yeah. It well, we were saying thing. yeah, it was a much limited class, but I mean, I thought I thought there would be a few new twists in there, and there is some like different mechanics in there but right. for me it doesn't seem like it's enough to justify like basing a whole mod around it well, would something you like say... a whole total conversion it's not even you know just a normal mod but like a whole total conversion would you say the two on two versus two makes up for that i mean like like uh lucas was saying that you know, that there's a lot more strategy to it when when it's two versus two it's not really strategy when one side can, like, I don't know, trank you from the other side of the map and then kill you <laughs> really quickly. Like, that's not strategy, man. Mm -hmm. That's not strategy at all. And but I can not, honestly no, say no, 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 that... No, 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 They're not tranking you. It, it, it is, it's all about maneuverability and stuff like that, and the scout doesn't have the maneuverability. And so they're not tranking you from the other side of the map. Dave, you're just you're grossly at it. You're, you're blowing things out of proportion now. It's just because... <laughs> Dave, you silly man. Yeah. But but I mean there is a strategy there in in terms of moving as moving in pairs and uh, and flanking and whatnot. That's cool. I mean but, that sounds fun. But, that part of it, yeah. But at the same time, it's like you know uh, some of these maps. What if what if TF two just had smaller maps and and well, to classify? Right. It seems uh, the scout seems... has a hard time beating the heavy, right? But in this one, the scout can basically kill an entire like like two guys. At the same time, you know, it's not hard for a scout to do that. 
but in, in uh, but I mean the whole TF2, the whole premise for limiting it two v two seems very artificial to me. It's like it's it's it like so you, the, the tactics would change drastically if it was two v two versus three v three or four v four. I mean, I it doesn't know, seem. Maybe. I think you you know you'd still be taking the same routes, still be using the same flanking techniques and stuff like that if it was more people. So I don't know. It, it, to me, it almost seems like the developers behind this didn't really um, explore all the avenues of what kind of gameplay that they could have you know offered. Um, right. It seems like it seems well, almost like, see... like okay, two v two, and we're sticking to that. We're not deviating from that at all. I mean. It would be interesting to see, uh, you know, maybe we should get these guys on for a developer banter um, to see, you know, how much they did, you know, play around with the mechanics and stuff like that. Or was it just 2v2 because, oh, we don't want to make big maps and... and or character models. To yeah. Many, blah, blah, blah. I mean, are, are there plans to add, uh, add uh, new classes later, like uh, 3 versus 3 now that they got the spy? But, I mean... Yeah, there's been nothing the posted like that on there. <laughs> On their, uh, yeah, guy yeah, can go profile. invisible and kill everyone now. Game is broken. <laughs> 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 I'm hearing a lot of complaints from my guys that um, there's a lot of TK, a lot of it. Like uh, apparently you can pick somebody up or and then TK them again. That happened to me so much. That's what I was hearing. Yeah, I, Actually, I haven't um, played this. Can I just so I go no through my place. first initial impressions of this game because it does manage to impress on the first go. Like I, I managed to play the game. Right when everyone else was just getting into it, so everyone was fresh and new to it. Right. When you install the game, you get this nice little video that pops up straight after, which is really cool. It's the first time I've seen something like that after an installation. It just runs in a normal video player, so it's not like a FLV or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So it gives you a good insight to, as to you know how to play the game, and you, you kind of get the impression from there that the mechanics are kind of simple. Mm-hmm. So jumping into this game, I kind of... Uh, you know, I got into it and I managed to get onto a team with a guy who was really good at working together and that worked really well until people worked out that the tranquilizer and the secondary uh, build-up ammo thing for the heavy guy is, like, really easy to kill people with. And as soon as people worked that out, it was game over for, like, you know, any other way of doing things because, A, I was dealing with ping and ping is... as Lucas says ping is king in this game. If you have a crap ping, you're pretty much not going to hit as much as you think you do because I don't know what it is. Like, the game shows that you're hitting people by, like, putting blood spurts on them. Yeah, that's But I can probably reckon... <laughs> yeah, but I can... I, I reckon that's all artificial. You're not actually physically hitting not, them with the bullets. And that's why the game is kind of frustrating, I think, for me because it looks like I'm dealing damage to them, but I'm not. And half the time it's like... I unload an entire clip as the heavy onto a scout. She tranks me once and then shoots me in the face and I'm dead. And it's yeah, like, that's, that's just all the net code and, you know, the client prediction and stuff like that. And that's not to, yeah. just up to snuff with this initial release. Which, I mean, is, that's something, that's something that, that will, you know, inevitably be, get, get fixed. Yeah, yeah, it will get fixed, actually. I'm, I'm doing an interview with one of the developers on there. It was like by accident, I just started a conversation with him and started asking questions and then, hey, this is an interview, I thought. So I'm going to put it <laughs> up on MoDB tomorrow. 
and oh, that's I cool. asked him about the netcode, and he said that they're trying to get on the orange box engine, switch over, and that will apparently many people are saying that that will fix the netcode. Oh, okay. So let's hope that. Some US servers wouldn't hurt either. Oh some yeah, US yeah. So promote yeah. promote some more servers and like uh, the states. Yeah. I don't know what the deal was because Australia. yesterday. When it released, I, I grabbed it and played it, and there was about twenty-five servers, and now there's ten. Well, that's like, that's that's how a lot of things go, to be honest. Well, well, depends. Yeah, never mind. It was really awesome for me. Yeah, well, with the <laughs> like, netcode, what, what, what the net what the netcode will allow people to do if they fix it is, you know, you know, people will be able to host local servers or listen servers and uh, and be able to get away with it. Because right now, I don't think there's any way that that would happen. Well, mm. are there any um, dedicated servers one... anyways? You're going, Brian, sorry. Sorry. The dedicated servers? is like, it'd be pretty hard to find yourself a, a decent dedicated server hosting two-on-two. Two. Yeah. Exactly. Well, there, w there was one, and then uh, there was one in the U.S., and then just kind of shut down. The rest are all in Sweden. I think they're from one of the developers, uh, Majestic 12. So. Right. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. I also want to mention, when the game was first released, they had uh, eight player servers, but the way that the game works is that there's no opportunity for spectators to swap in and out with the players. Mm -hmm. So you could you, you join a server thinking, oh, yeah, I'll just wait till it's my turn. Unless someone tells you, you're not going to get in because it's it's not like when someone dies, they swap out or anything like that. It's like... If someone leaves and you get the spot before someone else does, you get a chance to play. So I think they need to, if they're going to have like spectators as part of the server, that's a good idea. Uh, thing they need to do like a swap in and a swap out. Personally, I think that's the way that it should be if they're going to continue along down yeah, the two v two path, like kind of like round robin type thing. Yeah, exactly. S something like that. Feature. Or like when you die out, you swap out with a spectator and. You know, I think that'll be pretty cool. Kind of yeah, like what they did it. with uh, the TF2 Arena stuff, you know, like something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I mean, my my initial feeling, I'm going to go back and play it uh, some more just to see what, you know, what else there is in store. But for me, my initial feelings are just, you know, it doesn't offer enough that's different to me. I mean, it's... They have such a great backstory and everything like that, and it just you know, it all for all the art for all the story that they put into it, it all just boils down to two v two and capture the flag, right? No, and, capture and, point. And, and I mean, capture the point. Yeah, sorry, I see, keep on saying flag. <laughs> capture the point. But well, I mean, look, look at it this way: what if, what if people don't have TF two? Would you recommend they play that? Not everybody. Would I recommend has to that they play Decadence? Box. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's a me, completely it's the same, different game. It's right, not I'm really not saying it's Team Fortress Two, but you know, considering you're saying that there's a, not a lot different for the people that don't have, you know, uh, Team Fortress Two. Obviously, Capture Capture Point is is in other games, but would you say that Decadence doesn't do it better? That the gameplay itself does not feel better, does not play better, for for a decent ping, if you can imagine one. <laughs> There's a, a lot of assumptions ping? I'm trying to make here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, under the, those exact, you know, 
limitations <laughs> and assumptions. Yes, I would Just say, say yes. so. But I, yeah. I, my point is, if if you've been playing mods or you know FPS games for this long, you've played this game mode. You know the same methodologies are at work here, and it, it's just kind of stuff that they're used to. I'm saying that, you know, given the the environments that they created, this backstory they created, all this art that they created, I, I'm still waiting for a a unique hook to to right. grab me from this that. mod. I mean, I mean, this could be just coming off of GDC too, and then you know, coming off all these RC games and unique. Things and stuff like that, but <laughs> I'm spoiled. Um, Ryan's already fought in gentlemen. I'm spoiled from GDC, but no, I mean this. It, it doesn't feel like I mean, it just feels like a new skin on on something that's old, and just they just kind of really shrunk it down for either design reasons or just for you know, just for manageability or reasons and, and their their own team size. Yeah, I think um, that's. Mm. I think it's uh, for because of team size and time. Right. Because these are like students making this, so maybe they right. want to be done with it before they came out of school or something. Right. Hmm. Well, that's cool. I, I mean, the, you know, the, the the artists that work on this are going to have a very good portfolio, and it's a very right. good showcase for that. But in terms of the actual gameplay design and stuff, uh, you know, it's lacking. It's it's lacking to me. It, it's too much of the same to me. But uh, I guess I'll, I'll readdress it again in the next modcast when I've played it some more. Yep. Yeah. All right. Cool. I think we're done with decadence. Yes. Done <laughs> and dusted. Up next, and the last piece for the recall section is March 28th. We have uh, Mentor's Pulse version 1.01 released for Neverwinter Nights 2. Now, I'm pretty sure I'm the only one that's played this, right, guys? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I've. Did you actually contact these guys, or were they? No, no. I uh, they were just added to ModDB, so I took the opportunity to have a a really good go of this because. um, Word of warning, guys. I'm I'm picking. I picked up Neverwinter Nights about a week ago. I've been playing through the original campaign to familiarize myself with the game, and I will be. Attempting to bring more Neverwinter Nights 2 developers to ModDB. Nice. So cool. expect to see more modules in the future. So this is just a, a little taste. Um, yeah, but I got so into did, this you, thinking, did you actually co- contact these guys or did they just no, pop up no, on ModDB? No, they, they, they just popped up on ModDB. So oh, I cool. took the opportunity to play it and familiarize myself with how different it is. And I got into it thinking, you know, I'll play this like Neverwinter Nights 2, in which case I play as an archer um, and I go through and I just, you know, it's it's really like roll of the dice sort of action play as what Neverwinter Nights 2 is. But this game takes a completely different approach. and or This module, sorry, takes a completely different approach. And I really respect that because instead of actually really doing a lot of uh, attacks and whatnot through actual gameplay, it's done through dialogue. Now, this is pretty interesting because uh, I'll take one example. I was going to go attack some poachers. Now, you got to the camp, and there's, uh, I think there was three poachers in the camp, or maybe four. Yeah, I think it was four, yeah. And um, they're talking. You can overhear them talking, and you're just hiding there in the bushes, and they're just like, blah, 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 blah. We should go find that other guy that, you know, he's been out there for a while and all this sort of stuff. And you could either choose to shoot one of the guys in the heart or stand up and say, hey, I'm here to arrest you because, you know, you're trying to get the poachers to, you know, not poach anymore by arresting them or you can like 
you know, hide and see what happens. Now, what I did the first time, I I hid and to see what happens next. Then one of the guys walks off by himself. So then you take that opportunity to go and arrest that guy. And then you get another dialogue tree that says, like, you know, do you want to shoot the guy in the heart? Do you want to shoot the weapon out of his hand? Or do you want to say you're you're arrested? And, right. you know, if you do things in different ways, you get different outcomes. And it's just really interesting because the choose original... Your own adventure stories? What? what was that? Is it like yeah, the Choose Your Own like Adventure? Yeah, it's kind of like Choose Your Adventure, yeah. Right. That's, that's exactly like it, except you can't turn the page back when you make a mistake. No. Um, you would, no save feature? There is a save feature, but you know that's where's the fun in that? Because you make what a choice, I do, you I'm should stick with it. I'm that type of person, dude. I don't play a game uh, a second time through. I just oh, you're, keep you're going one of those back you're one of those quick save crawlers, aren't you? Yeah, you, I am. You, you quick save and then yep. you have to do it perfectly to I get do. through. Because <laughs> yeah. I only have time to play a game once, you know. what I mean, and then I go on to the next yep. and the next and the next. Yep, I get you. Anyway, um, and it was really cool. And I really, really, really liked it. And I can see that he put a lot of work into it. I definitely want to play and this now. Yeah, pick up Neverwinter Nights 2, man. We'll play through it. It'll be wicked. Oh, is anyway, it co-op? Yeah, it's a mod for Neverwinter Nights 2. I mean, yeah. is it co-op? Can you play with more, more than one person at a time? Um, I'm not sure if you can play the modules co-op, but I'm pretty sure you can play the original game. I'm cor- Correct me if I'm wrong, which I'm pretty sure I am, but, you know. Right. Who knows? I, I'm, I haven't tried co-op yet. That's the thing. Um, the well, you other, can play the other Neverwinter thing Nights wanted... 1 co-op, so I'm pretty sure you can do that same in a second. So Okay. Yep. Well, there you go. Um, now, the other thing I want to bring up is that uh, they have these... In Neverwinter Nights 2, when you collect a crate, you just open it and, you know, that's it. You're done with it and you get what's inside. But in this one, when you find a like a crate or something like that, you actually have to open it by answering a riddle by selecting like the answer in a series of letters and then in- inputting your answer like you would... Uh, you know, opening a, a lock or something like that with a number combination, similar to that. So some of the riddles were actually really hard. I couldn't work them out, you know, because they give you like five letters and they give you like four brackets. So you get five letters to choose from, then you choose another fi- one out of five and you go through till you've made a word. And that can sometimes be quite hard to to understand or attempt, you know. And Wait, wait. When you say riddle, is there a question or is it just guessing? Yeah, it's a question. Letters? It's okay. like, um, it's like uh, to give example, the first one you get is, uh, what can you put into a keg that makes it lighter? Helium. <laughs> a hole. You know, like a hole, basically. Right. That's oh, the answer. Okay. And to, it gives you like a selection of letters that you go through and you select. And... You know that was really interesting to me because it's not like oh I found a crate I'm gonna I'm gonna get this stuff out of it and the first time you actually see a crate if you don't have the the knowledge of how to open it like because some guy tells you later down if you don't have the knowledge you, you you're frustrated because you can't open it and then you realize you have to come back to it later but it was it was really good I liked it and now do, is, do they think give answers in the game to some of these riddles no All right. no it's so just, just a riddle Google gotcha. No, you don't. See, you it seems to me, it seems to, riddle, to me so. like you know, it's a little bit more of kind of like hardcore choose your own adventures slash right. harkens back to those uh, choose your own adventures slash you know text adventures or stuff like that. Right, mm. right, right. Um, Similar, yeah. I mean, yeah, but, but like, there's still like active combat that you can do in the game. Oh, there still is. Okay, there is. Yeah, but um, most so of so the... like when you ran across that poacher situation, like is it just 
certain selections of situations that are like that? Oh, or? you can totally just go bugger it. I'm going to kill them. You know, like you don't have to do it, but you can do it if you want to. So you can totally bypass all the text, the text stuff. Yeah, you can kind of just say bugger it. I'm going to kill them. You know, like there's there's that always that option there. You can just kind of battle them straight out. So there's always that option. You mean where you shoot cool. him in the heart, or you just no, skip no, no. That you even. just kind of like you just kind of like say, you know, I'm going to kill you guys. Like that's like the option, and then then it goes into normal combat where you can pause and be strategic about it and whatnot. Okay. Yeah, actually, there's one more change that I want to talk about, and then we can move on, I guess. But uh, there's the rest option in Neverwinter Nights too. Is kind of like similar to the, the dungeons and. Dungeons and Dragons rule where uh, it wastes a day, but it's always like if you're near no enemies, you can actually do it. But in this one here, um, what it does, it you rest for a while, but you can get attacked while resting. Like mm-hmm. you might get, you might the, there might be a rat that attacks you while you're resting and like you know, all nibbles through your boots or something. <laughs> yeah, no, but like they're big ass rats, man. They're big rats. Um, but there's always the safe option, which is like a bed. So physically sleeping in a bed in this game is good. Where in Neverwinter Nights 2, you never had that option, which I think is really cool. They kind of did a good job of it. It reminds me of the Oblivion rest option. Right. It's it's so much more realistic, man. No, but it just feels better when you're playing it. And I think Neverwinter Nights 2 could have... You know, use that, but that's following... Neverwinter Nights 2 is using the Dungeons & Dragons rules, so, you know... Whatever. Yeah, it does. Wh- whatever. You know my dad. But anyways. And that's Mantis Pulse. It's about four hours long, so. When you were talking about that resting rule and stuff, it just made me think of Survivor Man. Have you ever seen Survivor Man? No. 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 What is that? It's this guy who just goes out into like to like various locales for seven days and just tries to survive, right? And he films the whole oh, thing. Oh, you mean, like you mean uh, Nature Man or something like Man well, versus Nature or something? There's there's different shows, but Survivor Man is one of them. And, mm. you know, it's all authentic. He goes out there and films himself. And then <laughs> there's this one part where he's like where he's like in, in the Costa Rican jungles and he's just trying to sleep, except he can't because, like, the floor is just literally crawling with, like, spiders and ants and everything. And he's just like, I can't sleep. I can't sleep. Uh. The whole night. I've been there. Uh, I've been there, dude. There's yeah. a horrible dude, experience. Dude, that's disgusting. It's a horrible experience. <laughs> All right. Okay, we got a bit more to cover, so let's move on yeah. to the hype section. <laughs> Hooray, hype. Thanks. Now I'm going like, to have nightmares Now, if you, know, if you don't know how to spell it, it's spelled H-Y-P-E. Hyped. Yeah, I, I don't just know had to why add that because I always you, do that. Did, yeah. did you have to add that? Yeah, I did. Okay. I really did. All right. All right, up first we have Sonic the Fated Hour. Now, this one, they actually released a demo a while ago, and it's one of those bringing back the traditional Sonic games, which is, I think, awesome. is needed. Yes. It really needs to happen. Traditional Sonic, it no more needs 3D. to fucking happen. Definitely. And um, this one here, they go through and they tell you about all the uh, upgrades and sorry, the power-ups that you can get in the game and the way that they interact and allow you to do different things in the game, which I think is really cool. And they just it's its really cool to see that these guys are continuing because this is one of the demos that I really liked. And uh, hopefully I, I can see a bit more coming from these guys. So, what does everyone else think? I'm a big fan of Sonic. I'm a big fan of Sonic. Uh, Sonic 1, 2, not so much 3. Um, I'm hoping it's more like two and one, and uh, I will wait for it and play it. 
Yep. All right, cool. I guess that's Sonic for you. Up next, we have... Oh, I God. don't even know how to pronounce that. Bis- I don't know how to pronounce party or Bisunor's Bis- party. <laughs> Bisunor's party. Yeah, it's basically Care Bears on drugs with Pedo Bear, and it's deathmatch. I'm pretty sure that's what it Dude, is. It's okay. a deathmatch game. It this is trailer, death like <laughs> Scott, when we were at GDC, <laughs> and we, you know, we get you know with the crappy internet in the hotel rooms, which is why yeah, yeah. I didn't make many posts. But I'll go go back to that later. Mm-hmm. But um, excuses, Scott. He's like. Oh, you gotta check this trailer out. This is like the, this is the greatest mod of all time. It's got so many comments on it too. Any for this is Scott, me. who is the site founder, by the way. Yeah. He designed the site from ground up. So. <laughs> he gives the trailer to me. I'm like, what the hell is this? You want to hear the sad Everyone's part? Just like, what's that? The sad part is, is uh, I actually had this written down as a uh, a design document back during uh, it was either Quake. Quake or Half Life One times. I was Care Bears, drugs, and fighting. Didn't have Pedal Bear. So. Well, I wonder how many people have can't come up with like killer Care Bears. Is there? I, I know, right? But it was everybody's <laughs> dream back in the day. The <laughs> but the Bears. thing is, though, it looked really good. Like the frame rate was incredible. Right. I, I got there's something about it that just looked really intriguing, you know. And I, I don't know what it was, but it was sweet. I, I thought it was like this when when it shows the gameplay, like they have some really crappy story. I don't know. Pedo Bear like gives drugs to the Care Bears and they go and kill each other, something along those lines. And uh, if for all those who don't know what Pedo Bear is, don't look it up. Don't look it up. <laughs> don't look it up. I've got kids. Um, <laughs> like, great kids. Now they're all gonna look it up. Oh, exactly. Saying not no. to do something, they're all good. Yeah. But um, it, I think it looks like when the, when they showed gameplay, it looked pretty interesting. Just the way that it works and the frame rate that they had, it reminds me of Hammy Bob's sort of stuff. Yeah, so. right. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, it's got Care Bears and it's got Care Bear zombies and stuff like that. What's not to yeah. like? <laughs> yeah, they're using the zombie <laughs> animation and stuff like that. And I also noticed a few gingerbread men in there as well. So. Uh-oh. Uh, this is yeah. It's gonna be one, of, one of those wacky mods that just comes along. <laughs> yeah, some people uh, ask me about trippy mods Not before. The I, might, I might direct them to this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that was my really bad impression. Yeah, of it, was, it was pretty bad. Yeah. Okay. All right. Up next, we have uh, Nirum's Nirum at Fate's Edge. Now, this is something I've been excited for for a very long time i'm i do love my oblivion but the lack of mods like besides you know the nude the book covers and whatnot yeah. and nude mod come on brian Dude, that's all PG, they've got man. that's all they've got is like a bunch no, of they've like, got, they've got like book anime covers, chicks and that's book all covers. they've got whatever <laughs> anyway, Nirum managed to get a nomination for uh, Mod of the Year 2008 as an upcoming mod, um, mainly because it said to Ryan, you have to put this in. Editor's and choice? That, no. <laughs> yeah, editor's choice. Yeah. Right. And um, it looks, it's starting to look amazing. Just looking at the pictures that they supplied, it's like... They're taking Oblivion to really cool places because yeah, this is actually one of the first total conversions for Oblivion. Uh, it is you know, a total so conversion. It is, yeah. And, uh, you know, just looking at what they've done now, they've got some facts here. Uh, they've got 827 scripts 
6,318 exterior cells, 1,310 interior cells. I'm guessing this is referring to maps or yeah. like houses or something like that. If I know, because it's similar to what they do in Fallout 3 engine. Um, they've got 37,000, uh, sorry, 371,375 world objects and 106 books and notices. Yay for books. <laughs> but um, it's, yeah, it's it's looking amazing. What can I say? I'm excited. All the books good. better have like unique covers too. I know they better. Yeah, man. I'll be, I'll or, be else, or else I'll be really mad. I'm going to download a book mod. <laughs> <laughs> no, it lo- it looks really good, man. Uh, like some of the screenshots fantastic. are amazing. Yeah, it's looking really amazing. It's, I mean, I've been trying to make uh, maps for this engine, you know, but making one cell, it takes a while. And uh, 1,310 interior yeah. cells that's a lot yeah <laughs> yeah and they're and they all seem to have you know a high uh high range of detail in there yep and i can't wait what can i say i'm an oblivion nut yeah right. i love oblivion so do I, I. I thought it was great yeah but uh, the lack of mods is disturbing so let's get up to this next this next mod in the hype section yep I hate mountains. I'm excited about it. I hate mountains. Something like that. That's how they say it. Now, this is actually a Left 4 Dead campaign made by the same guys who made Portal Prelude. So well, a couple of the guys, right? Pardon? I read up on it. It's it's it's. I think just a couple of the guys from Portal Prelude. Oh, three of the guys like, or something like that. Yeah. Right. Right. But um, anyways, the main guy is yeah. behind it too. You know, uh, Nico eighteen. And uh, he's he's starting up this thing. So I mean, either way you look at it, the the way they're they're gonna execute on it is probably gonna be along the same lines as Portal Prelude, which is why I'm looking forward to it. Right. Um, just because of uh, you know their track record. And before before people start to complain and rage and stuff like that, um, yes, if you're making a, a new movie for Left for Dead, you can create a mod profile for it doesn't have to be uploaded as a download. The reason why you create a profile is so you can better market it or just get it out there and post updates to it regularly because if you upload it as a download or an add-on, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. So, and he actually contacted us before and he's like, he's like, well, should we upload this as a download? How, how do we treat this? And uh, we're just like, make a profile. Make it's the best program. way to use the site. So, so the site's there for, so... Get cracking. Yep. Um, There's not really much media out at the moment. They've got five different maps planned, which is interesting. And I think I'm pretty sure the title of the actual uh, mod, I Hate Mountains, is a reference to Francis and his hate for everything and anything. If you've played Left 4 Dead, you know what I'm talking about. So, um, yeah, can't wait. I think it's going to be pretty cool. Prince is the only one I hate playing because he looks like a gay bartender or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I remember talking to Alex, creator of Killing Floor, which, by the way, is going retail. And he goes, he goes, or maybe that was you, but someone was calling uh, Francis, like, you know, George Michael. Oh, that's right, yeah. George <laughs> Michael. 
<laughs> I don't even want to be running around playing as George Michael in the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> uh, good old George Michael. An old, worn yeah. down version. Yeah. <laughs> the old biker model is pretty cool. Mm. <clears throat> let's not get into it. The old biker model was a lot better. Yeah. It was more like yeah, a bear, yeah, yeah. though. This guy's just like <laughs> more like a bear. <laughs> Dude, did you see the old pictures of him? Yeah, I did. Only Dude, bears like can have bear powers, Brian. Like big... <laughs> what? <laughs> Only bears can have bears powers, Brian. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this, this guy. Uh, this yeah. Well, I will admit, Francis is a little bit more manicured. He's kind of looking like he's coming out of a go-go bar in San Francisco or something. Right. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't so know what that means you want could be good or bad. Um, <laughs> but anyways, I hate mountains. Or Francis hates mountains. <laughs> Francis hates mountains. And that's why this is called that. I know what Francis doesn't hate. <laughs> George <laughs> Michael. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. What's the next mod? What's the next mod? Sanctum. Now, this is this isn't a news post or anything. This is a new profile on ModDB. And it caught my eye because... Just looking at the art for this, it's just incredible. Now, what it's planned to be is a uh, tower defense mod in a first from a f- first or third person perspective. I, I'm not really sure. They haven't really given much here, but uh, you you build towers and uh, then you run around and try to defend. Similar to, uh, I guess, Warlord, Iron Grip Warlord would be a similar sort of game type from what I'm understanding. Um, so, it, just looking at the art, it looks amazing. Have you guys seen yeah, the profile yet? It looks fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really looking excited right for this. Mm. Lucas, and not only that, but it's, 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 it's an Unreal Tournament 3 mod, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just definitely need more of those. Yeah, but it's Lucas, are be you awesome. familiar with the school at all? What did you say? I said, are you familiar with the school at all, since you're from Sweden? Yeah, it's another Swedish yeah. uh, yeah. group of students. Yeah, I've heard of it. Högskolan i Skövde. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, you can't pronounce you that. There, you cannot. You can't pronounce that. Hugskolen askvade yeah. or something. <laughs> no, it's hugskolen skövde. Is it? Is it a? Is it a more prestigious school or like? I mean, is it known for producing uh, either you know game art or? Well, just looking at the art, are, you know, if, if it is creating games, or it is now. I don't know, man. I'm not really into. Don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Back off. I don't know. It's Swedish, so it's got to be good, you know. Mm. Oh, okay. Of course. <laughs> How silly of us. It's awesome. It's awesome because it's Swedish. Yeah. Actually, no. There's a lot of. There's actually a lot of uh, student teams from Swedish Swedish schools that post up on ModDB. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I think it's because you know a lot of schools are like, are like you know go to ModDB. This is a good place and. Out, not Thank after you the to decadence all those co- comments. <laughs> What's that? Not after these de- uh, decadence comments. Uh, yeah. I can only. Well, I mean, you know, so. not every mod can't be the greatest thing. <laughs> so yeah, I'm really, really loving this concept art, especially the female characters. Uh, yeah, Sky. they they actually look really cool, don't they? I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm quite do. impressed with what they've done so far. And good concepts always lead to good looking games like always not always but, <laughs> but it, you know it, it's, a, it's a good start for sure i mean i'm really really impressed with what they got up there now yeah the, the, it, 
good concepts mean their concept artist is very talented. <laughs> yeah, that it does. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fine. If you want to, if you want to get all political, then anyway, that's probably bad. I'm gonna stop talking. But I mean, yeah, if it it does look like it has its own style, definitely, and if they can execute on that, then all the better for it. Mm-hmm. All right. Up next in the hype section, we have overgrowth and their new physics in their engine now. Lucas, I'm pretty sure you're in charge of the overgrowth profile on ModDB, right? Yep. Maybe you can give us a little bit more information about this? Yeah, I can. Um, this poster, it's basically about um, they having implemented real physics-like in overgrowth. Before, it's this physics engine called Open Dynamics Engine, and they've been using it all the time for the collision for... Uh, the character and camera, but uh, now they have uh, started using more of that engine and uh, implemented boxes, physical boxes. Now, and, what uh, will the, this do to gameplay, though? Well, you know, it's physics. They will be able to do ragdolls and uh, ah, yeah. push stuff and uh, make stuff fall and uh, all and cool kick stuff like stuff that. into other characters and stuff yeah, like that so exactly ah sweet <laughs> that'll be awesome man i mean come on how many kung fu movies have you watched that uh that's like that yeah, yeah but, but we're talking a game so uh, i'm not sure how how much of this they're actually going to use so i mean like dude we all I remember want a the mission first where original... you have to like come through and just like kick kick like through a wall of crates and just like have them mow down like a bunch of other Who has a wall of crates hanging around, man? <laughs> no, if you're in like a warehouse or something, man. Like a single layer a wall of, of crates, crates somewhere. stacked really just, high. Just... Come on, okay. man. Can you tell <laughs> me that any kung fu movie you watch has like believable locations? They have like cardboard boxes stacked up somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, we all remember the very first Half-Life 2 physics demonstrations. We all remember how excited we were, and then they never implemented anything like that in Half-Life 2. Nope. You remember? I do. Washing machine to stop people down. getting into doors and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. I'm I'm still excited for overgrowth, though. Still excited. <sighs> yeah, that's good. Like, well, I mean, you should be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you they, should they, be. <laughs> I, I think they should be excited. They got something that's you know very popular, and <clears throat> you know your own game is always a good thing. Uh, especially you know they they've done a lot of impressive work with it. I'm just not a big fan of furries. <laughs> Who said anything <laughs> about furries? So, man. It's Maybe, furries? so what? So that's gonna stop you from playing this game because oh, you're afraid yeah, of furries? Just, I'm afraid of furries. They scare me. <sighs> <laughs> so he's giant, like a furry phobe. Giant he's a furry phobe. So he's bunnies. gonna. Okay. Giant bunnies. Right. It's creepy. No, I mean, w- one other thing to look out for overgrowth is just to watch the way that they're doing their PR because even at GDC they're making quite a, quite a buzz. And, well, they, they've done, they've like, done a lot of good work. I'm really impressed with what they've, they've yeah, put out. They have so. done a lot of good work. I mean, even even uh, Ron Carmel, who is one of the developers at. Uh, on uh on 2D boy who made world of goo he actually called out you know you know uh overgrowth is you know one one game that's like doing amazing things with their PR even at such an early stage mm, right. which is i mean a huge thing huge confidence booster for for them yeah, and john was like really john nice. was in the crowd while ron carmel said that he's like oh we love you too ron and then everyone <laughs> laughed <laughs> awesome. 
and it was awkward. I don't know. I wasn't <laughs> you know, one thing that doesn't scare me, goose. I love goo. <laughs> okay. That's kind of gross, but, man. Um, that, That's kind of gross. That will keep in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm uh, a big fan anyways, of Anyways, uh, yeah, let's, let's move on from goo and furries. Yeah. Uh, Pirates, Vikings, <laughs> and Knights. Furries. Pirates, but, uh, Vikings, and Knights. They're showing off some new maps. And you know what? I really love the style they do their PR. Now, like, they've got little, nice little full, full uh, pictures on their uh, news release. And I think that looks really cool, to be honest. Uh, the yeah, way that it's like the nice little slivers of, yeah. of what the maps yeah. look like. Yeah, I think that's a lot better. Um, there's some people who will like make a news post and be like, "Oh, we have 72 different screenshots," and it's like, "Here's a selection of them," and they'll take like squint, tw- 20 screenshots and just like post them full res, like right on the post. So you have to scroll down like two miles just to get to the comments. Yep, and it's always fun editing those posts to make the pictures fit into the window. Ho <laughs> ho! Yeah. And uh, you know what? Pirates, Vikings, and Knights have always looked good. And just looking at that very first picture with the water makes me want to play again. It really does. It's pretty. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That does it for the hype section. Man, that was long. Damn. Actually, the hype section was shorter than the recall section. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. Space. Are you on drugs? (laughs) Yes, I am. No. No, I'm not. Uh, okay. I guess we'll get onto the news section, and then after that, we'll get into Ryan's GDC talk, and it will be sweet. Wow, this is going to be a long episode. I know, it's going to be sweet. Wow. <laughs> so maybe you should insert some music in here. and say, Yeah, I think, like, uh, actually, I want to take a break. break. They want to, yeah, they wanna, you know, get, grab right a drink, grab some snacks. Yeah, all right, guys, we're going to take a break. We'll be back. Back from that epic, epic, epic break of massive proportions. In internet time, what? that would be really quickly. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought it'd be awesome to 
come in like that. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> Sad. Shut yeah. up, I think you Brian. need to do that. It's not an epic break of massive proportions. It was just a short little break. It, it, was, it, was, it was refreshing. You make it sound like it's the next Lord of the Rings movie. This epic break of massive proportions. What about if it is well, the mean, next Lord of the Rings movie? Like George Lucas is just sitting there going, hmm. Yeah, but, yeah. No. Even though he didn't do that, I realize that. This break still wasn't epic, though. It was short even for us. Yeah. Yeah, but it was cool. But it anyway. was nice. It was nice, yes. Yeah. News. All right, the news section. Yay. Last week, um, I was meant to talk about the new jobs board on ModDB, but I completely forgot, so I'm going to talk about it today. There's a new job board on ModDB which uh, allows people to add job profiles. Instead of going on our forums, you can actually have it on the main front page of ModDB, which is a big thing. Um, there's three levels of jobs applications that you can fill in. There's the free one, which is for, you know, mods and indie games that are starting out. You've got, uh, the donating one, which is for anyone who wants to, you know, support ModDB with, you know, 10 or so dollars, whatever. And, uh, their job advert will go to the top of the list and, and won't go down unless someone else donates on top of them sort of thing, if that makes sense. So <laughs> Battle of the ads. Yeah, in a sense, really. And uh, the, the third option is for, you know, official jobs or, you know, paid jobs on ModDB. And they are about, I think, $200, Ryan? Is that about right? That's not bad. Yeah, um, it's two hundred dollars for a job advert for like a paid official job. So if you're an indie game who makes, you know, money and you're wanting someone to join your team and you will pay them money, you have to pay for a job advert. Simply enough, um, you know, it'll come down to how much the indie team actually makes. But you know, have that, we that, seen uh, any of these paid ones yet? Uh, the donating ones, yes, but not the uh, official ones. No. no. I mean, the official ones are, are mostly going to be aimed at, uh, you know, big development studios and stuff like that. Exactly. Well, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean, are we seeing, seeing any contract that. Yet? Yeah, we're just uh, finalizing something for the payment systems to make it more robust. And then uh, you should be seeing some jobs from, like, major development studios. Going Which would be cool. And, you know, it's, cool. it's, it's just there. It's mostly there so we can bridge the gap between modding and commercial work. And I think this is a really good opportunity for a lot of teams and a lot of modders to really take advantage of this new little product that we have on the site. It'll definitely help you get more noticed. And uh, we've, we've seen quite a lot of people take advantage of it. I want to say right now, though, um, each job has to go through an author, auth, authoring system like what we do with Newsposts. Mm-hmm. Um, if you make one sentence as a job advert, you're seriously <laughs> not going to get that job authorized. I'm saying that right now. If it's one line, it's not going up. Regardless of how good that one line is, you need to <laughs> you need to go into depth about the position. You need to go in depth about what you actually need. You, you can't just say, "I need a modeler." He's going to do yeah. tanks. Exactly. So I mean you got you got to be specific and uh as you know I mean it's the same thing with with everything on the site uh you know the amount of effort that you put into the posts uh will reflect the uh the the amount of people that look at it. Exactly. 
and, and actually comment on it. Honestly, putting pictures and a well-formatted post as a job advert can do wondrous things. And if you spend a little bit more time preparing these job adverts rather than just writing out a paragraph and slapping it in there, more people will pay attention. Because if it has a picture, people will go, huh, this guy looks a little bit serious. I'm going to read about it and see if I can do anything about this. And that's generally how it works. You need to get people's attention for, like the, for the ad to actually work, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, for a good example, look at uh, Dawn of Victory. Uh, they posted Substream Productions is the, is the group, and they posted saying that they need a modeler. And uh, they just list out what they need from the person, you know, commitment, quality, blah, blah, blah. And uh, they posted some pictures of example models to show what their mod is about. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, people right right away at a glance can say, hey, uh, I like these these types of mods. I want to, you know, volunteer and, and kind of help them out. Yep. Um, the way that the job ads will actually work, though, unlike the forums, they will last 30 days and get removed. So, uh, if uh, you want another ad, you have to add it later after the 30 days are up. So, it, 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 it's, a, it's like a rotating forum. Well, when you say that, sense, you mean so. for that same exact job? Yeah, generally, like that's if, how we if, do if it. If you're... you're, you're needing more than one position filled are you able to request i mean separate positions oh yeah of course um right again it has to be well formatted yeah, we have it, that up there now with mm. slipstream i mean they have right. a for 2d artists out. 3d artists yeah yeah and um so if you make a job post it, it it'll just rotate like the front page does you know you might get on the front page for maybe two three days and then it's off again you know it's the same sort of thing with the job boards all the jobs will be listed for up till 30 days. At that point, they won't be on the jobs board anymore. So it's not like you're going to be looking through the jobs board and seeing like, you know, two-month-old job post, which is now dead. You know, it's not right. going to be anything like that. And that's that's uh, the reason why it's taken so long to actually implement because the last job board we had had that problem where people right. were applying for jobs that were not available anymore or, you know, not there anymore and, you know... It just didn't work out that well. I remember conceptart.org had the same issue. Hmm. You'd go in there, you'd find somebody you really like, um, but the, the it was posted like a good couple of months late and uh, no no longer responding. Yeah. So it, it was troublesome. I also see that the wind is up there. They're looking for 2D and 3D designers. Yeah. You should check is that, that out. How you got, <laughs> is that how you got through to them, Lucas, or were you on the team before? Mm, no, I've been on the team for quite a while, a year or so. Oh, okay. Yep, so, so the yeah. job board is there to be taken advantage of. So spend a bit of time, spend a bit of effort, and it'll really work for you. You just need to make it work for you. So. Yeah, I just want to say that this job thing, it's really awesome. It's going to be very easy to for mother, for mothers to... Get some job. I love it. <laughs> there you go. Lucas approves. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, awesome. Up, up next, uh, we have some sad, sad news. This is affecting a lot of people, actually. Uh, Filefront is now closing down, and uh, it actually closed down today, which is the 30th for me. And so <clears throat> it'll be... 
it's quite a sad thing actually seeing that this closed down because they were one of our, our biggest mirrors that a lot of people used on MobDB. And it's it's very sad. And I made a uh, news post in the uh, editor's notes uh, just to warn everyone to back up their files. And it's had over 200 comments of support for, you know, people saying that they're going to miss Filefront. Mine got voted down. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's right next to April 1st. I just assume it's possible that it's, you know, April Fool's joke. Well, it's not actually an April Fool's joke, which is... it's it's a real thing, you know. A lot of these modding communities, which are based on the Filefront infrastructure, right. um, are now kind of refugeeing over to ModDB. We've seen um, Star Trek. Sorry, uh, is it Star Trek? Yeah, Star Trek. Uh, Star Trek Elite Force. Elite Force. Yeah, Star Trek Elite Force. They they're kind of bringing over all their downloads to ModDB. You know, we're more than happy to support those types of people. Uh, or, and mod teams that are, you know, looking for a new place to to be right. local and whatnot. We do offer all those forums and all those types of things so you can have your own forums and you can have your own groups and stuff like that. And uh, uh, hopefully a lot of people will come over and see that we can we can help you guys out, definitely. And uh, Well, I was a big fan of Half-Life 2 files hmm. on uh, Filefront too, so it's a shame. And there's a there's a lot of rare files that are on Filefront that uh, are going to go missing now, right? You know, so it's it really is a sad thing, and we wish all the best for anyone that's affected by it. So, yeah, sorry to hear about it. Really, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of modding communities, that are, like all those, uh, you know, uh, every uh, every one of those sites with that end with files on the end, like Battlefield Two files, all those mod sites. Right. Or download sites, they're just gone. <laughs> it's a lot of stuff. So Filefront's closing down, and so as a result, we're looking for you know anybody who's who maybe is affiliated with an ISP or a file host to uh, help us out. And uh, Dave will post in the show notes mm-hmm. the post for that. Exactly. Um, basically, we're looking for people to help us out with the downloads that we offer and kind of uh, make a our download system better than it currently is. And uh, so, if you can help out with that, just contact the staff. What's that? Has anybody has anybody contacted uh, you guys yet in regards to that? I have no idea. No, it's no, it's out of our hands idea. for that. That's so uh, all Scott's doing. Yeah. Yeah, so the emails go all to Scott. So <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't have access to the support email just because I don't want to deal with half the spam. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's gonna be a lot of people who are like you could use my ISP. I've got five mini- megabits up and. It's like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no support. Support gets emails like, "Hey, I don't have this game. How can I install this mod?" <laughs> or stuff like that. Or this mod doesn't work. How can I make it work? It's like, uh, we don't offer that kind of support. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, I think that's it for the news. And Ryan, unless you have anything else you want to add? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's it for the news. Now, now to the fun part. Now up to the fun part. We get to grill Ryan about GDC. Ah, welcome to Ryan's Corner. Ryan's Corner. Yep, his GDC corner. He's he's hiking up his miniskirt. He's got he's getting ready to talk. Ryan, tell us about welcome GDC. Welcome to my welcome to my corner. Please come in. Have a seat. Have a seat. It's it's nice and toasty in here. Yes. Anyways, right. um, yes. Yeah, so, so, GDC. Lame. 
GDC. Yeah. Okay, well, was... Ryan, I guess we'll start off with thing. What were your impressions this year when you decided then when you were going to go over to GDC? What what were you expecting to happen this year at GDC, and what were you expected to do at GDC this year? Um. Well, I guess I should just preface all this with with what you know our experiences last year. And last year, I mean, this is just being totally open and honest and. Last year was our first uh, GDC for both me and Scott. Scott and I. Um, <laughs> nice. We both went down there for the first time. And, uh, you know, we're like, oh, we're going to hit up all the big companies. Valve, Crytek, Epic. And, you know, and we're going to you know, just demand that, you know, more support from modders and, and just work with the bigger companies to get that done. And, and, you know, we'll strike all sorts of deals and stuff. And, you know, we didn't really know what the hell we were doing. But uh, we ended up... Uh, a lot of the time just spinning our wheels and because you know you go down to gc and there's there's a lot of marketing people and mm. and community managers that, that you have to get through and um and you know a lot of times just spinning the wheels so i mean it was it was kind of stressful for us we had like uh you know a lot of meetings set up and stuff like that and out of that nothing really happened so this year you know uh now that we knew how this show was structured and stuff, it, also you know we were trying to make it to as many panels as we can and get the most out of our money and 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 so you were constantly running around you know it's like chickens with their head cut off. This year we decided you know it's like hey let's actually have some fun at GDC, and uh, so that's that was you know, you know both Scott and I uh, agreed on that early on, and uh, we focused a lot more this year on the uh, indie contingent in, the, in that facet of, of the conference. And as a result, it was a hell of a lot more fun and, you know, and a lot more worthwhile uh, this time around um, just because we, we knew what to expect and, and we were talking to actual developers and instead of, like, you know, front men for companies and stuff like that. So, you know, we, we found that we could uh, affect a lot of more change that way. So, what was I talking about now? <laughs> uh, you were talking about your so, experiences, what you expect this time, and what were you expected to do? What was I expected to do? Well, basically, what we were expected to do is just get out there and, you know, promote ModDB and, and get more people to uh, list on the site. And, you know, essentially, that's what we were doing. Instead of targeting the bigger companies you're going after, you know, you're talking to indies and, and stuff like that and telling them about ModDB. And it was a lot easier this year um, because uh, of what we've been doing the last 12 months since the first GDC. The first GDC, I was only working uh, for the site for a couple of months and, and you know, and just got to work on Mod of the Year and barely did anything else before. It's like, boom, okay, you're going to GDC. And, but... You know, since that time in the last 12 months, uh, we've had the chance to affect change and we've covered a lot of, uh, you know, indies and, and mods and then a lot of uh, stuff to to uh, offer more in terms of content on the site and coverage on the site. And, Would you say uh, it was a success? What's that? Would you say it was a success? Did you, uh, do you, you feel you made contacts that, you know, might benefit MonDB anytime soon? Uh yeah, absolutely. I think we we made a lot of uh, a lot of good contacts. But what I was saying was uh, just contacting like indies and stuff like that. It was it was a lot easier to kind of uh refer to uh examples of of, you know, mod DBs 
power at work. Um, you know, stuff like Xenoclash and Overgrowth, who is, you know, used ModDB as one of their main hubs for, you know, their PR and stuff like that. And Xenoclash, which, which uh, you know, we listed on the site early on in, like, uh, before they were really known and, and uh, helped uh, in terms of, you know, kind of uh, getting them coverage. Um, and, and so when you point to, to projects like this, uh, there's also zero gear and stuff like that. When you point to projects like this and indies that are taking notice of the site and, you know, kind of, uh, using ModDB as a effective promoting tool, then, you know, other indies will just t stand back and, you know, they take notice and, uh, say hey you know there might be something here and that's that's a really nice feeling especially when you have someone at the conference and talk to and you know it's like oh you know uh, MonDB was a really big surprise we used it and we're just surprised at how much traffic we got from it and uh so it was it was cool like approaching some of these indies and, and coming to them with some of these examples and it really made it really showed us how much of a difference that we were uh making for some of these guys so that's that's what we hope to do, you know, over the next year, and even you know, in greater numbers. So you can expect to see a lot more indies on there. And as a result, I mean, it is a community site. So I mean, indies as well as uh, mods, all are affected by this because it's basically you know one audience that uh, all this information filters through on our site. And uh, as a result, we just get more traffic because of that and so more people will be exposed to whatever it is you're creating whether it's an indie a mod or you know anything like that um but in terms of the show show was awesome uh indie the independent game summit was probably like the best part where like i attended um i attended like all the way through uh they had panels every day i, I posted you know a short synopsis of day one uh, day two, three, four, and five, you might notice there was post missing the from that. Time. <laughs> <laughs> I was not drunk, but uh, this year, as I said, we were deciding to have more fun, and uh, you know, as a result, we went out to a lot of events that uh, were happening after the the, uh, the the conference proper closed, shut shut its doors, um, at you know for the for the night. So. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a few parties that we go out to, or not parties, but networking events. And, you know, we did get to talk to a lot of indies uh, through that. So, I mean, it, it was it was a worthwhile business event. <laughs> but uh, at the same time, you know, I'd come home, and uh, we had three people sharing internet. It was just crapping out a lot, and there's a lot of problems there. And I was just plain old tired. So it was a choice of, you know, do I stay up the extra two hours, look at my notes, and, and and make this post and try and just think through all the booze? Or do I get some sleep for tomorrow, which is going to be another long day that I have to get up at, you know, eight, oh, nine Oh, poor you, Ryan. Four. And I'm just man. like, you know what? <laughs> sleep wins. And uh. I'll just recap it all when I get back, which is what I'm going to do. Because I, I, I plan on making longer posts for, for a few of the talks instead of just making short synopses for every for yep. every one of them. Um, some that are more, you know, appropriate to both mod and indie developers, because there's a lot of good information uh, put out there. But um, yeah, the rest of the time, you know, like there's there's a lot of big announcements for Mass Effect 2 and stuff like that, and there was a Nintendo talk that I went to, which was pretty cool. But tell me um, more about Mass Effect 2. Oh well, Mass Effect <laughs> 2. Uh, they they Looking showed. To it. I didn't actually go to the talk, but I mean they have videos of it that were leaked out online. 
And it was mm-hmm. about uh, kind of like their iterative process and level design and stuff like that. But uh, a lot of the, the AAA commercial stuff, I didn't go because I, I figured it would be getting, you know, widespread coverage anyways. And, uh, you know, again, that's something that we did last year, running around to all, all the talks that we could go to. And while you do see some cool stuff, you know, I mean, the indie stuff was way more appealing to both Scott and I. And Scott, I was just, like, really impressed with Scott. You know, Scott's, over the years, he's he's created ModDB officially because he wanted, you know, a whole, you know, a central information information portal for all his mods that he wanted to get for Half-Life 1 and uh, Quake and so on. I mean, in the nine years, or what is it, seven years? Seven years, uh, yeah. Seven years uh, since then, he's kind of moved away from playing games and stuff like that, and he doesn't have enough, have as much time to to do all that now. But, uh, you know, for the IGF, the Independent Games Festival, he was down there, and he's played, he played every single one, except for a couple, uh, all, all the games at at the IGF, so everything in the student competition and the main IGF competition, and you know, uh, I'll post some po- photos up. But uh, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. I was pretty impressed with that. And he's like, there's some games that he was actually craving to. Uh, craving to, uh, this doesn't sound like Scott to get at down all. To, yeah, Scott. He was just like, dude, I gotta play Dyson. He's like, and he actually downloaded Dyson, and he was like playing on his laptop in the hotel room, like during during some downtime. And he was just like, I'm like, dude, you just can't get enough of that game. He's like, yeah. <laughs> and we also checked out, you know, we went to a, a few um, smaller um, publishers and checked out the game. We actually met up with uh, Mountain Blade developer Armon, I think his name is, and he was great. He was so like, you know, so happy to see us. He's like, "Oh, you are the Mod DB guys." He's like, "Thank you for the rewards and stuff." And and he was showing us uh, some of the new developments that'll be coming in in uh, the Mountain Blade expansion Warband. So they'll be adding multi- uh, multiplayer into it and right. some new graphical upgrades and nice. and some minor changes with uh, units and stuff like that, which which looked pretty cool. And uh, so it was good to see him. Good to meet him. Um, and you know we we uh, got to you know see games from the rest of the Paradox interactive uh, lineup, um, right. Hearts of Iron and its modding capability. So you might be doing something with with other games, you know, just to expose more games and their modding capabilities to mod DB. Uh, that's you know just just kind of spreading out our, uh, some of our focus. And uh, we also saw League of Legends, which was uh, the which originated from Dota, if anyone knows Dota from Warcraft Dota! 3, Defense of the Asians. Defense and of the Asians. And we actually Asians. got to play that. And that's another game that Scott was, like, craving. He's just like, I need, I need to play some more League of Legends. But, you know, um, we're hoping to get, it, like, a preview copy of that or something. That but, would be uh, sweet. But I'm he was, he was totally into it, and he rocked my ass. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> actually, but, that uh, doesn't sound too good. He rocked yeah, your like, ass, did he? But he rocked. He rocked. He rocked. Don't, don't cut and, that uh, out. Don't cut he that rocked out. And, uh, your ass. <laughs> he took your ass and he rocked it. He rocked <laughs> right. it. Right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he did really well in the game, and uh, I was surprised at that because you know he's not traditionally good at those types of games. Well, but, League of um, Legends looks really, really good too. Uh, yeah, it does look really good. It's like. And the amazing thing is, well, I mean, there's there's a few people from the original Dota team on Dota. there, and Dota is still going to be going strong uh, well after this game uh, releases. So yeah. I hear um, they're going to be maintaining, you know, Dota All Stars and stuff like that. But um, 
yeah, the game looks amazing, but it's like, it does. You know, I wouldn't really classify it as indie. It's like the publisher's got like all these, they have like their lineup of people working on it. They have like tons of industry veterans and, and it's like 40 people mm. on the team. So, yeah, it's, well, it's a pretty big know, production. Sadly, I didn't hear about Dota until that, that uh, music video from like Sweden. Yeah, I know uh, what I you mean. I know a, that you exact know. video you're talking about. And as <laughs> oh, soon as really? Ryan said Dota, I just thought back to that, yeah. man. Totally thought exactly. back to that. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Um, Anyways. So, yeah. So, what else? What else was there? Killing Floor. Uh, oh, yes. Killing Floor. Of course. Right. How can I forget? <laughs> uh, Killing Floor. Yeah, Killing Floor was one of the last games that we actually got to check out. And, uh, you know, it's coming along, uh, coming along quite nicely. Uh, for everyone playing and at home, this is actually the official release retail 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 version of killing floor a mod for unreal tournament 2004 made by mr kaddish or alex on moddb.com yeah so actually miles is involved in in the production as well and uh you know we got to talk with alan from tripwire and uh uh john um was it the story that the original they picked it up off them? Yeah, they picked up the IP, but I mean, right. they're still working on contract with you know Alex and and right. uh, Marco and uh, Miles, you know, people from the original Killing Floor right, team. Right, right. So it's not Exciting it's not one of those stuff. cases where they pick it up and then it's like boom, you know, we're making money with this and and right. screw you guys. But uh, and, and so, there's um, supposed to be like some big big updates on this, like visually, right? Yeah, there's a you know it's a complete uh, graphical work over it. I mean they've really you know the original Killing Floor. Uh, one of the things that the developers uh, behind Tripwire said is you know Alex one of his strengths was was lighting and he had beautiful lighting in, in his yes. maps. And I they totally really agree that. with that. Totally yeah, agree. They, with they that. really pushed that and uh, they really pushed that atmosphere in the maps. So it is uh, it looks amazing and of course they've upgraded the models and and uh, the enemies and stuff like that. And there's a Actually, few other tweaks. I'm not going to go too much into like because I don't know how much I'm supposed to say. Well, see, I've but, got some um, sad news about all that. I really wanted to play Killing Floor, so when I got my uh, GOG game from this uh, this year's awards, um, I got uh, Unreal Tournament 2004 just for Killing Floor and the Neo Tokyo back on UTK4, and <laughs> it won't. I can't Look. play it. I can't play it. <laughs> every what do you time mean you can't play it? no, every time I join any server, uh, it it just disconnects. After like sixty percent oh, really? downloading maps, and I can't find these maps online. I've grabbed a couple map mm. packs, and every time I try to join a server, you know what? That's I think map. that's totally to do with the Unreal Tournament two thousand and four engine. The map downloading for that is ridiculous, terrible. Yeah, and so but... I, I could not play it. Actually, no, I did get into one game hosted by a friend in uh, England, and uh, yeah. <laughs> all the zombies were invisible. To, to me and somebody else, except him who was hosting. He was the only one who could see it. So now, we're all shooting does, out in the air. Where are they? Where are they? Yeah. Do you do you have like the bonus content pack that was officially released? You know, as an epic add-on or something yeah, like I that. Because I think you need that—the editor's choice uh, content pack or whatever it's called. I have to. Well, I mean, I went to uh, their. Yeah, I their don't know profile. if that came with the, the GOG, but like you know, it's a free download. I think you actually need that to play Killing Floor. And I mean, this is one of the things that's going to be remedied with the retail release. I mean, people will just click on it, download it through Steam. Well, I did play um, single player for a little bit, and and I was able to see zombies. It was only in a multiplayer co-op game that uh, yeah. they disappeared. They were completely invisible. Yeah, you might have to get in touch with Alex yeah. to 
see what your problem anyway, is. Anyway, yeah, I'll do that. Enough but, about that. You know, Let's hear yeah, about the, the game. Is, the game is coming along fine. It's you know not not totally finished, but uh, it it is it is uh, you know almost there. And um, so so that's that. Chipar, we saw that. And uh, what about the ice team? The ace team. Oh yeah, we met with those guys too, is because they were in the IGF uh, Xeno Clash. Got to play that game. The first it was you know first time it's ever been playable in the public. And let me tell you, it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, yeah, it looks man. amazing. Like, I can't the wait. The whole for time Clash. at IGF, they had a you know they had a crowd around their booth and and uh, you know people would just naturally gravitate to it because it's it's one of the most uh, for the IGF at least you know it's it's one of the most uh, Graphically intensive games and and and, compl- and you know fully 3D as well. So people would just be like, "Wow, this this doesn't look like something that would normally be in the IGF." Hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, I got to play through uh, a couple levels and and watch uh, David play uh, through a few of the levels, and it looks amazing. There's a lot of variety. You walk up to it and you think, you know, okay, this is just you know your normal brawler. You're gonna walk up to people and you're gonna punch them and. And stuff like that, but they've got like heavy enemies and and uh, you know light ad like you know smaller agile enemies in there. So there's a lot of strategy that you end up working in. And when you add in ranged weapons um, and and stuff like that, and, and some of the heavier enemies that you can only kill with a certain type of weapon, it becomes really you know strategic. And it's not just about you know going up to one guy, doing a combo, wiping him out, and then you know and so on and so forth. The next just deal with the guys as they come to you. You know, they're right. all coming at you all at once. It's not like some martial arts movie where they're coming at you one at a time. And uh, you, you have to be very good with your spatial awareness and uh, kind of managing y- your health because you can actually walk up to, like, these fruits and, and pick them up and eat them for health while you're in the middle of combat. But uh, it it's it feels re- really, uh, <laughs> really... I can see that, yeah. Yeah, it, it's mm, just... It's, just hold a moment. Fruit. What's that? No, just oh, in yeah. the middle of a fight. Well, yeah. Sometimes you just you know you're low on health, and then yeah. you got these guys chasing you, and you just like dash to mm. the other side of the arena just to like oh I need some health. Well, while, while they're all uh, chasing you down, it's uh-huh. it's pretty frantic, and uh, what, and there's now, a lot of variety too. What's that? There's there's boss battles involved in this game, right? Yeah, there's boss battles, but I mean you know as with anything, the boss battles, the bosses aren't just by themselves. They have the, you know, their little helpers around or some, some other smaller guys. And that's what really makes it annoying. Cause if it was just the boss himself, right. you'd be able to handle him. No problem. But it's because he's got these smaller agile people around mm-hmm. him. That's what really makes it, makes it complicated because you know, the boss is slow and, and may hit hard, but uh, for the most part you can get away. It's when you get tied down by those smaller guys and they're pummeling on you while you have this big boss big charging boss, at right. you. You're you get you know, you're totally screwed. So you have to kinda of manage all those those conflicts and all those people, especially if they have like ranged weapons, you have to make sure to go up to them and take them out first or else you're gonna be dealing with that strife uh, for the rest of the battle. But right. there's a lot of variety as well because I watched them play some other levels and there's like this this darker level that's kinda of like the end of the world and there's like these monsters like popping out of the ground and when you kill them they kind of just like fizzle out and stuff it's just oh that's sweet it's so beautiful it's like it's <laughs> full of variety and there's like there's like other stuff that they said they haven't even revealed to anyone yet like it's it's totally secret you won't even see it until you play the game so there's even more variety than i've seen and that's that's just awesome it's so awesome <laughs> <laughs> have they mentioned multiplayer at all 
Uh, no, they haven't. They're, they haven't mentioned multiplayer, and they're not doing multiplayer just because you know it's their first project, and they're well, not kind of course. going for that in the scope. They do have the the whole challenge tower thing that they've implemented, right. which is kind of like uh, more for because you know people were complaining. You know they like the game, they like the combat, but they didn't want to go into the story mode again just to play some of that combat. So the challenge tower is there for people who just want to get in and just fight a whole bunch of shit, right? And uh, language. And so that's what that's all about. But Sorry. um, I'm just I, so excited I, about this game. It's awesome. <laughs> oh, I I'm love I love the up. art. I love the art, and um, I really, really, really like uh, the direction they're going with it. I'm, I'm curious about the AI though. AI for me has always been a big issue. Uh, it can make or break games a lot of the time. Uh, was it your basic Half-Life Two AI, or did they do something unique with this? Do you think? Um, well, I mean, it's melee, so I mean, I've, I would automatically think that they had to do something, you know, really different with the game. Um, but, uh, I mean, they are pretty smart. There was a few bugs that we'd hit, and, you know, they, when you hit a person and knock them down, they kind of ragged all down, and then, and then they get up. And then right. sometimes when you hit them into a place where they couldn't, they couldn't resolve the ragdoll, right. so it would just, like, stay on the ground, but it's not dead yet, <laughs> and so you have to, like, just... Kick it while it's on the ground, but I mean the move set is so versatile. You can kick people when they're on the ground. You can throw them and stuff. But uh, the AI, when you have a weapon, uh, they'll charge you and try and knock it out of your hands. Nice. And then while other people are engaging you, uh, the AI will go for the weapon and pick it up. Oh, that's that's really. And then nice they'll start right shooting there. it. Yeah, so that's so that's really smart. And when you have a ranged weapon, the AI will try and hide behind pillars and columns and, and take cover. I'm definitely um, getting this game. Yeah, so uh, it, it it's pretty cool, man. It's you know definitely worth a buy if you want. Like, I mean, if you <laughs> if you're just going off of my assumptions, pre-ordered it right now. Get that twenty five percent off because it's. Well, I'm actually hoping that, that when you I'm can hoping that I'll, I'll come back in three months and they'll be like this awesome fifty percent off again. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, I missed it by a day. I found out like the day after. Yeah. I'm like, oh no! Oh man. <laughs> No, so, it's awesome, and I really hope that they do well. They actually didn't take home the uh, the excellent in, excellence in art and visuals. award. Yeah, it was uh, the they, Osmos. It went to no, it went to uh, Machinarium. Machinarium. Yeah. How's that? That's the one where it's like a little robot, and it's it's a it's actually a flash game with really detailed um, visuals and uh, art. It looks really good. Uh, if you've ever played Samurost 1 or Samurost 2, where it's just like a flash game and you're clicking on stuff, but it's kind of like a, a point-and-click type adventure thing, and it was really well done. Um, and this is kind of like you know the, the next game that the, those guys are making. So, but, uh, you know, I mean, it was an honor enough just getting mentioned in the IGF, and, you know, they got a lot of coverage from it. Uh, so... Best of luck to them, and I hope it does you know really well on Steam. Yeah. So, yeah, and and you know so next year they'll be back at the IGF at the at the summit and they'll be you know giving one of their presentations as how as how to be a successful indie. <laughs> that's that's usually yeah, but uh, and then they can mention ModDB as like one of their pillars of of support. Yes. <laughs> but uh, nudge. No, the game freaking the game. nudge. <laughs> <laughs> we were make or break, is... man. <laughs> no, the game the game is awesome. So, uh, you know, if you guys are kind of on the fence about it, don't be. It it feels 
you know, I mean, it's got these environments that you wouldn't even expect in the Source engine. Like the last thing you're thinking when you're playing the game is like, oh, this is made in Source. This is this totally, you know, you can see the seams of of it. You can see through the seams and and see it being a Source engine product. But when you're playing, when you're I mean, playing, if you game, know that, you it's don't a have that Source engine game, right? Yeah, I mean, you you go into the menu and when they're selecting levels, all that's there. I I don't know if they're going to change any of those graphics, but. Uh, I mean, that's the only indicator. That they don't have Half-Life 2 engine. death sounds, do they? What's that? <laughs> Half-Life 2 oh, death sounds. When sound. you get punched out. Doo, doo, doo. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> they don't have that, no. Um, but yeah, it's, it's I'm almost surprised really what Ron Carmel might have to say next. What's that? What's, uh, I was actually curious about Ron Carmel. And and uh, two day two uh, D boy and what 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 their future plans are? Oh, um, uh, they haven't released anything. They didn't they didn't actually talk about what 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 they were working on next. But uh, you know, I'm sure they've they've kind of got plans. I think I think Kyle has like a few ideas of of what he wants to do. Just some old ideas that they're planning to develop into video games. But you know, uh, again, a, a lot of of what the uh, Indies we're talking about is just you know prototypes and, and working on prototypes and and prototyping a lot and you know if the di- the idea doesn't work out then just throw it away and not being afraid to throw it away, um, and so there's there's actually a few uh, talks about that. There is another game that I uh, just like totally blew my socks off, and it it was called Love and it's like I think it's an MMO being in development now. Some people. It's not listed on ModDB. Some people might confuse this with, with love the uh, engine, the love engine, where it's like a I don't know some sort of specified scripting format that a lot of people are interested in. But this is like something completely different. It's called Love, and it's like an MMO, and it's kind of like this engine that's uh, it has this, like this painterly effect on all the graphics. Uh, let me see if I can find a link for you. I know what you're talking about, yeah. and it's like a building community, right? You know, it's it's kind of weird that it's called love, but you know the the guy was like showcasing like towers that you have to destroy and stuff, and a lot of shooter so, aspects. Mm, of I it. love to blow but, things up. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you you can see in the screenshots, it's got a lot of painterly effects applied to it and and stuff like that. But the big thing was uh, he was showing some of the tools he was using to make the game. Right. And he was very smart smart about it. A lot of it is procedural. You know, it's a procedural animation. Uh, the tools he's got his own like model builder and stuff like that in there, and it was all you know surprisingly well done. And basically, he's he's got the system for where he's making environments. He's made little pieces of the environment, so he's modeled like a corner. Uh, so if he makes a box, automatically this geometry is populated with those corners that make it kind of look you know. If he's making a cliff face. It makes it look the corners aren't perfectly square. They're they're kind of modeled and and parts of it are chipped off and stuff like that. And it automatically populates the corners with these 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 little corner models that are randomized. So he's got like you know six different corner models and 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 just randomizes in between them. Um, and and so of course some boxes are taller, some are shorter, and it you know automatically stretches the model to fit that. And so. It seems like he's got these really detailed environments with a minimum of uh, workload, and uh, quite creative. And yeah, so it's got like real time, like not real time, but it's got day night cycles, 
and like all these like really interesting objects like there's apparently you can build your own cities in it and create like shields and force fields and and like I, I even know what the object of the game is yet but it just <laughs> looks so visually appealing and the tools behind it are very very robust already like he's got like shaders that you can customize on the go in the engine right. and it's just like everything's like real time and it just it looks stunning and it's i I forget what the guy's name is Eskiel or something like that but uh yeah that's that's one of the games that I was really impressed with so I'm going to try and contact him and and uh see what kind of feature we can get on there probably possibly get the you know love onto mod db definitely and, that'd be uh, a good idea for everybody yeah yeah so yeah, so there's that um Dave you know you can post the website in the show notes yeah. and uh yeah yes I can Lucas, did you have a question or? Uh, I was just gonna say, yeah, love that game. It seems very different. I like different games, um, and I read about it. It said somewhere that you can like make traps or something that you can, yeah, and like have triggers and stuff like that. Like it almost sounded sounded like a garish mod or something like that. So yeah, it, it is almost really like cool that stuff. because there's a ton of like weird items. Like he's got like. He in the demo he was like placing down a shield barrier that was triggered and powered by a windmill, and then the the whole day night cycle felt factors into that. So if he's like wind doesn't blow at dusk or at dawn, but you know during the day there's wind blowing, and so if you make a city and protect it with like barriers that are powered by windmills, you can like kind of like enemies could time their strikes to strike you know at dusk. So let me get when everything's like powered down. Um, What's that? You build stuff that's related to other stuff. So it's not like you can build this generator that's run on like pure awesome and it just stays up the whole time and can't be defeated. It's actually yeah, re- it's kind of like you know other things like in yeah, the game you, you, as well. yeah, it's relying on on some you know some of the game world logic. So I mean, you have to power it somehow and and make it work. So it's like you're actually making machines and and putting pieces together to make things work. I see. That's Which more interesting cool. than than what you were saying before. Now that I understand what you mean, but yeah, 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 it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It sounds really ambitious. It, it is really ambitious, but I mean, taking into fact that you know all the all the all the whole engine and all the tools are just kind of made by this one guy. It's right. pretty stunning. Yeah. It is. So, uh, really excited to see where that goes. Definitely. But. Um, I don't know. Is there any other questions that you guys want to ask about the show? Uh, I'm sure there's tons of stuff that I haven't covered, but um, right. I'm gonna have to go back to my notes. I took about took it down a whole notes for for some of the panels we'll just and call talks this part and stuff one. like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> part one. But yeah, met a lot of indie guys. Uh, a lot of interesting projects. Um, like I could go on forever and ever. If I just I just could go through my business cards that I picked up from some of the indies and just go no, on. No, I don't and think never. we have time for that. <laughs> not but I was that. just saying, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Um, so yeah, let's move on. All right, part yeah. one, finish. Yay! All right, uh, <laughs> it's the last section. Two hour mark, man. This is whoever. Who's gonna uh, listen to all of this? Jesus. Well, there are people Dedicated. who actually listen to all of this. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's pretty amazing. I feel for it you, is. bros. Thank you <laughs> to all those people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess we'll get under the next section, which is what you've been playing. Um, 
Actually, no. Brian, you had something you wanted to I say. I had a rant, so Brian's Tat's rant. All right, cool. Um, anyways, <laughs> Brian gets a corner. Uh, He's not even Brian, staff, keep man. In, keep in mind, this isn't a bad... This isn't, <laughs> this isn't uh, a mod This, this bashing, rant in okay? any way does not reflect opinions or... <laughs> there you go. Yeah, or, add that in. <laughs> or uh, thoughts of the ModDB staff. Yeah, just don't, just... just don't use it for a bashing platform, all right, Brian? It's not about that. All right. So, anyways, in in uh, previous uh, on on uh, previous podcast seventeen, uh, inter well, interview or just discussion, um, I believe this was the the one on March fourth. Uh, I had meant to speak to William since, but have not had the opportunity. Um, he made a couple comments in regards to Neo Tokyo. Uh, first, he goes on to say that he does have a copy of the game. And uh, then makes the comment that it felt a lot like Counter-Strike. Now, one of the things that uh, confused me was is he'd never played the game with anybody but himself. And it being a multiplayer game, it's kind of hard to, you know, fill out a game. You have no idea what it plays like. Um, <laughs> when when, when, when um, uh, Dave, you went on and go, oh, that's not a bad thing. Oh, it's definitely a bad thing. And he goes, I like something a bit more original. I don't feel it's original in its gameplay. I don't like games that are the same shit, different pile. And uh, finished off by saying, Neo Tokyo, on the other hand, the only thing that gives me, giving me out of originality that it's, it's Neo Punk. Now, again, like I said, he has never played this game. Well, at least he's never played this game with another person. Uh, the game, Dave, would you say it plays like, uh, like Counter-Strike? Well... Yeah, I only I'd only say Counter Strike because it really there is nothing else to compare it to. Well, that's true. Yeah, uh, um, the fact that you when you die you're out till the next round is Counter Strike ish. Even though before Counter Strike, we, well, we okay, did let's 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 break it down to its yeah, roots. Definitely, it's a uh, deathmatch in a in a round based game. So team deathmatch round based team right. deathmatch in round based game. Yeah, that's that's basically it at its roots. It's actually no, it's its roots are one capture the flag. One flag CTF um, team deathmatch ish, which is kind of <laughs> like, you know, if you were to say to someone, "What's this play like?" It'd be like, "There's not much out there besides Counter Strike as far as how people how can understand it." it comes like, to it, right? Yeah, it's almost like if you were to explain what Deus Ex is to someone who's never played it, it's like, "What else can you use other than just well, you know?" It's a first-person shooter with a lot. It's the same sort of thing, really. So saying that uh, Neo Tokyo plays like Counter-Strike is only because there's only that's really the only sort of thing you can compare it to. Well, I mean, right. I, I think I think Ryan put it better when he said that it was it was like a mix of Rainbow Six and uh, uh, maybe Counter-Strike. You know, like like you, you kind of have that feel to it. Uh, it's well, not... I think I, the way I explained it in the mod of the year videos, the script I wrote was you know elements of Counter Strike uh, with a heavy emphasis on on stealth gameplay, or something along those lines. Right. But um, yeah. So I mean, that's it, but, it, it's uh, a tactical shooter. It doesn't play anything like Counter Strike. You're not gonna feel Counter Strike when you play the game. Um, it is definitely not uh, same shit, different pile. <laughs> I thought that was quite uh, insulting. Well. I mean, the important thing, and this is something that I try and, you know, harp on, you know, for Dave, uh, and 
and just you know modcast episodes or anything that we do on ModDB that's you know an official editorial or anything like that is that people giving the opinions in order to maintain you know credibility for the site and stuff like that in order for people to actually listen to the modcast and and kind of value it as a, you know value our opinions and value it not only as entertainment but you know give the content some sort of value and credibility is to actually play the stuff that they're talking about and not make guesstimations or estimations exactly whenever possible so i mean um you know if you're talking about a mod in depth then you're going to want to make sure that you have played it and not just be like Oh uh, well, just looking at this, this is what it feels like, and this is uh, and that's what the screenshots what look like. Right. Um, I mean, it, it's fine to do that for something that's unreleased, but I mean, if something's released, and you know, play through it, and, and if and, you've got a copy and, of and the it game, a and you haven't even you played give... it yet. Yeah. 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 And now he 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 does have access to the game. Uh, he was you know given that by us, and but he had never showed up. He'd never played with anybody who has access to the game. Right. Uh, it's not something you can share with a friend and go, hey, let's play together yet. You're actually uh, coded in. So, I mean, he, he definitely did not play this game with anybody. And then he was, you know, making these comments that it's, oh, it's too much like Counter-Strike. I don't like games that, you know, try to make the same game that's like Counter-Strike and blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, what a silly, silly accusation. Um, right. I don't know. I, I found it very irresponsible comment right there. And, uh, mm -hmm. William, I expect an apology. <laughs> <laughs> I expect an apology. Oh, but uh, well, yeah. I guess I guess there's gonna be an apology coming up in the po podcast 17. Well, I'll uh, be gone. Which next is, which will suck. <laughs> uh, well, whatever. So, but so uh, yeah, I, I think you know that's that's one point that's you know people should uh, do is just make sure that they've given you know a product, whether it be an indie game or mod, just the sufficient time before they've before they formulate an opinion. And that's what I ask for the ModDB staff to do that. And, uh, yeah. you know, st sites like Podcast 17 should do the same thing. Um, that's that's why we uh, changed the original format of the Season 2 of the ModCast, mainly because the, the first format was to talk about all releases, but then we changed it to talk about releases that we've, we've uh, had experience with or we can talk about in, in depth because right. there's no point saying, you know, this is released, blah, 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 it's pretty cool, yeah. whatever. You know, there's there's no point even mentioning something like that. So that's why, you know, that's why we don't talk about all releases. We just talk about releases that we can talk about. You know, the, we 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 were stoked about you know uh, no PK Emmanuel. He was on the show as well. Really excited about right. the mod. We like that excitement. Right. Keep it up. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so I mean, it was balanced out in that aspect. Yeah, it was. And I can't, I think it kind of just made. Uh, but the thing was, discussion. is you've got one guy who hasn't played it, who doesn't have access to it, wanting to, you know, really get into it, and then you got another guy who was given was access. Was this the show that I was on? Yes, it was. Yes, yeah, so yes, it was. Yeah. And and uh, the thing was, is he was given access. He had the opportunity to play the game, didn't play the game, and then started making these false accusations. So it's 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 yeah. it's, a, it's a little kind of like a slap in the face. It's like you had the opportunity. We we. We, we, we did that for you, and in, in return, it was like, I'm not even going to play it. I'm just going to say it's Counter-Strike. Okay, and yeah. that's that. There's nothing really much more to nothing say about that. Nothing else to say, no. Yeah. All right, uh, let's you move on to what you've been playing. <laughs> what you've been playing, yeah, yeah. Don't we, we have, don't we have our little no, song? No, no, we don't. We're not using that song ever again. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad. All right, uh, let's start off with Lucas. I I, I'm pretty sure he's like uh, he's sleeping right sleeping now. Sleeping right Lucas, now. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still there. 
<laughs> he sounds like he just woke up. He's got like the letters W A S D imprinted on his cheek or something. <laughs> it's like six a.m. here right now, and I've been up all night. So have we really been going right. for three hours? Oh, it, it can't be three well, hours, is it? Really? Three hours. Two and a half. The call's been going for two four hours. hours and fifty minutes. <laughs> okay, yeah. so. Lucas, what have you been playing? Just uh, give us a quick rundown of mods that you've been playing. Uh, I've been playing Decadence, uh, mostly. I really liked that mod. Should I talk about it a bit? No, we've already talked talk about it in the release so. section, so... Yeah, I haven't played it or like anything we haven't talked about already. <laughs> <laughs> I, most, I, own, I own Half-Life Half 2, it's like Source. And I don't own many other games, so I don't have the opportunity to, to play other mods. A lot of games. Hmm. Okay, well, did you... Uh, I thought you said you played uh, Fistful, Fistful of Frags? Yeah, I played some Fistful of Frags. Shall okay, I talk well, about tell that? Us what you think about that mod. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think Absolutely. Fistful of Frags is uh, pretty awesome. The latest version added a lot of stuff to it. And... Uh, yeah, I really like it, simply. They're always improving what? on it, and they're always uh, impressing me with every release. So what did you think about the new game modes? Uh, Dave was talking about like a game mode where you had to like push the cart and stuff. Kind of like uh, the co-op, yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't had a similar play any of oh. I played uh, <laughs> the good old game modes. Hmm. No, I just jumped All on right. the server and, yeah. Didn't find another Good times. Yeah, good times, good times. Okay. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> Not much more to say. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, guess we'll, I guess we'll go on to what I've been playing. Uh, since it's near spotlight time, I've been playing a lot of the featured releases that I've missed. Uh, one of them is Project White. Uh, which is the the new release that came out? Um, it's it's interesting. Uh, it's it's kind of like they've taken Unreal Tournament two thousand and three and they've added like extra game types with uh, cover mechanics in there as well. So there's there's not really any there's actually there's no servers for this, uh, which is kind of disappointing. Um, there's a few maps where the bots kind of uh, it was. A little broken, to be honest. Um, one of the maps where you, you it's pushed, it's similar to what they have in uh, Decadence, except it's all in one map. It doesn't change sort of thing. So there's that capture points that you need to get to in order to get to the next one. But if you lose one, you have to go back and try to get the one that you just lost sort of thing. Uh, so it's back and forth like that. But uh, playing with bots, the game ended like three seconds into the game. I had no idea what was going on there. Uh, there was another map where it's kind of like uh, capture the hill in like a small arena where the bots kind of like run around the outside and that's really it. Like there's not really much there, but All the right. cover mechanics are pretty cool, but not really much there, unfortunately. Question is, is it better or worse than Unreal Tournament 3 campaign mode? To be honest, I really couldn't care about the campaign mode. It was really <laughs> bad, is what I'm saying. <laughs> like it was really bad. Well, it, it just needs more work. It needs dedicated servers. It needs a community. Other than that, like it would probably work if it wasn't with bots. You know what I mean? 
there's only so much you can do with bots. So, yeah. Uh, the other new one, which is still in the Unreal Tournament universe, is Mars Wars. And I was very surprised by this. Mars Wars is actually a remake of the multiplayer from uh, Red Faction. And uh, I was very, very surprised. It has all the weapons that you would expect to see in the Red Faction. It has all the characters. It has destructible objects. It, like, you can blow shit up with a rocket launcher, you know? It's just, it feels like Red Faction. It really does. Again, there's no real servers for this. Well, there is servers, but no one's really playing, which is disappointed. But there were bots that actually do work in the deathmatch way, because, you know, that's Unreal Tournament staple for you. This is on the Unreal Tournament 2004 engine, and it just, it feels and looks like Red Faction, and there's something to be said about that because Red Faction is sweet. Hmm. Called classic. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, you have to try it out. Yeah, definitely, man. We'll have to play. Um, up next is uh, City Decadir Level Two Darkness. I hope I said that right. Uh, what can I say it's about this? It's um an underground cellar or something, a, a bunker or something along those lines. I. Uh, and uh, the the textures on the walls are really grey, like it it it. There are some. It's very tense. It's it's a very tense mod. It it will like jump out at you and scare you sort of thing. And there's a lot of what the fuck moments. What the hell is that? And what the hell just happened? The voice acting is very commendable. Uh, there's a lot of swearing in it, which we which you will see in the spotlight. Um, I made a. One of the better points in that uh, whole mod release was uh, happened to have swearing in it, so there's not much I can do about that. But uh, it's it's Beep it feels it very good. Um, bleep it out, yeah. That's that's not fair to them. I mean, it destroys the voice acting. It's very good voice acting. I like it, but uh, it's very sparse and it's very dark. Dark. Yeah. There's it's it just needs better textures and you know more moody lighting. I think. Because it's on the Crisis Engine. I mean, you, there's so much you can do with the Crisis Engine, you know? So, yeah, that's City Decadir. Uh, the last one that I've been playing is Overcron. I hope I said that right. Overcron Legends, which I, okay, is... Okay, like, I'd like to interject here, but I clicked on this profile, and this game looks sweet. It It is. It does look... It is a very good-looking game, man. I will say that right now. Um... It's at heart. It's a uh, flight simulator for space, in a sense, if that makes sense. So you're flying around in space, doing objectives similar to the, the structure of what Eve would have you do. So you can go mine. You can go, you know, blow up some asteroids to clear some path. You can go. I I didn't get to the point where I could do combat because they only gave me ninety minutes, and I'm not much of a flight sim, so it took me a while to get into it. And by the time I reached 90 minutes, I had only, you know, managed to do a small number of objectives. But the one thing I will note is that you can actually land on a planet. You can actually go through planet's atmosphere and land your plane on With a planet. With no loading? Is it seamless or what? It's seamless. It is seamless. Oh, it, oh Infinity awesome. Quest for Earth. Easy right, to I know. I know. Yeah, right? it is. <laughs> It Dude. is really, really cool, man. And it's Dude, co-op, Ryan. We should buy am, it. It's co-op. It. I am trying it's this co-op. out. I am trying this uh, out. Yeah. I will yes, buy definitely. it if it's awesome. Um, yeah, the I'm going to buy it's, this it's, if it's, it's, it's everything It's kind of slow sort of thing. Like, there's a lot of, 
because it's space. Space is infinite. You can expect to maneuver around a lot and, you know, lock on and do stuff. And it's it's very technical as far as, you know, building your spaceship and customizing your spaceship and doing all these types of things to your spaceship. And depending on how you go down, like how you want to make money, you can do things. I haven't seen any hint of a story in the demo. So uh, I think it's kind of an open-ended world that you can just do whatever you want in. Where do you obtain in. the demo? Where do you grab that from? Uh, their website. Oh, I'll okay. link it in the show notes. It's all good. Um, but it's it's definitely interesting. I would recommend everyone have a look at it. You get 90 minutes to do whatever you want, and you know it should give you a clear idea of whether the game is for you. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, well, it says it's more of a text. It's In the profile, it says it's, it says it's more of a technical simulation. Yeah, it, it, it is really technical. Like, you have to right. look after your uh, energy. You have to look after your shields. You know, you're right. actually inside a cockpit. You have to hold down the button to, like, move your mouse around and flick different switches and stuff like that in your cockpit. <sighs> in, like, you're right. actually inside the cockpit doing all this sort of yeah. stuff. And you have to, like, uh, there's teleporting and, you know, there's gateways and all this type of stuff. It's It's very deep. That's... That's pretty much a good way to describe it. Well, it's a I, deep, I hope it deep game. With, awesome. with story, though. I, I, I really do enjoy games that add a little bit of story in there. Yeah, I would like story, too. And you know what? I would love to be able to walk around inside my spaceship, too. I really would. I think that would be kind of cool. Sounds cool. awesome. Well, I mean, this game, look, this game looks it awesome. It looks yeah. fantastic. The only yeah. problem I see with the ModDB profile is that it's actually uh, maintained by Swamp Trooper, who's like just a fan of the game and decided to add it to ModDB. Right. Um, Which you know, be honest, I'm grateful for. But it would, yeah, it'd be nice to have the actual yeah, yeah. developers involved. The best thing, if you know, if anyone out there is a big fan of the game, just kind of go, especially like for small indie games like this, just tell them about our site and say, hey, it's really beneficial for you to get a profile up on here and the, the traffic that you can get from ModDB if you use it properly, and uh, the interest that you can get for your game is, you know, just uh, just unsurpasses every other you know community portal site out there. Um, just, did I say unsurpasses or it surpasses? Uh, I, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I meant to say it's greater than any community portal site out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. Anyways, <laughs> but but there's uh, rain on the I planets mean, too. Yeah, that's that's fucking awesome. But Watch uh, your language, boy. So if you have <laughs> if you have like you know if, if you have a game that you want to add, I think the best thing to do is go to the developers and say, hey, this is what this would be really cool to get on mod DB, and try and convince them to get on there. Um, otherwise. We'll probably contact these guys and see if we can do something. Yeah, their profile actually looked a lot better before it got authorized, but it kind of broke uh, the padding on the site, so it was kind of a little oh, okay. awkward. But they they did have like it, they made it look like their website. You they mean had like, like oh, you cool. know, flash and whatnot. Thing. They, mm, yeah, right. They had like flash and they had like you know images and videos built into like the page and stuff. It looked really good, except it was. You know, it broke kind of the padding on ModDB, so it couldn't really be used. So we had to get rid of it, unfortunately. But aside from that, you know, definitely recommend it. Uh, the demo will give you a clear idea whether or not you want to lay down the twenty-five dollars or something like that for it. So, well, the the only thing is, is like that. There's there's a lot of really awesome images here, but then on occasion you'll see something that kind of looks like like some other developer came in. It's like here, here's some donated stuff that was used. Like like some of the the quality work, there's some lesser quality stuff in there that kind of stands out. 
Uh, I just want to see the uh, space to, you know, planet from, transition. From, yeah, the, the, oh, Ryan, the when you're doing that, you have to, like, control your speed and pitch and so you don't, so you like, enter the atmosphere at the right angle up. and stuff. <laughs> well, not well, so much at the right angle, but if you want to land at, like, a, a place where you can, like, refuel. Because you actually have to watch your fuel, by the way. And, uh, you know, doing jumps and stuff like that uses fuel and you can get stranded out there in the middle of nowhere with no fuel. It's always fun. Um, but if you have a if you have a co-op, then you can have like your friend come out and ferry you some siphon fuel. Some and you fuel. know what? People, the the AI, the AI will actually like if you get close to AI and mm. they're friendly, they'll try to trade with you. Like they'll try to give you shit for your money, which Whoa, is interesting. Cool. Like so, it, they've they've done a good job, Ryan. We should definitely like spend like a weekend just like drifting through space together. That'd be kind of cool. That's Are you so hitting good. on me? Yeah, I know. Ryan, I'd like to drift through space with you. Hey, Ryan, I, I want to rock your ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Hot topic. Anyways. Um, oh, I was saying, uh, Dystopia, you're on a kick. I ended up buying uh, uh, Snow Crash. It'll be shipped to me out on the farm. Yay. What? <laughs> well, you remember well, Urinal Kick, right? The whole hate katanas crap. Yeah. And he mentioned yeah, Snow and Crash. That, that, that book you're reading. But yeah, man, that was just the most the most random thing you could possibly say at the end of a modcast. <laughs> oh, by the way, I bought a there. book. It just reminded me because I mentioned Dystopia, remember? The, yeah. the, web, the, the, the profiles. So I was like, oh, right. Well, I said I was going to buy the book. So there you go. Okay. There you go. Excellent. Get over it. Okay. Move on. <laughs> so uh, is that pretty much it yeah. yeah I think that that does it for the modcast uh, as you can tell that was a very long episode we had a lot of stuff to get covered and uh, you know thanks again for Lucas and uh, Brian for joining myself and Ryan on another exciting installment of the modcast uh, we'll see you all next week bye Bye-bye. bye bye thanks No, no, no! I'll make a, I'll make a theme song of Brian saying "I love goo" like over and over again. I, I love goo. Like, I love furry. I love goo. My juicy, juicy goo, all over you. You know what? I'm just gonna cut that out and put music to the back of that. It'll be sweet. You do that. I will. That will be sweet. Alright. Awesome. I love my goo. My juicy, juicy goo. <laughs>